Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999. Podcast like it. You want a podcast like it? Podcast like it's 1999. Podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999. Podcast like it. You want a podcast like it? 1999. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999. The podcast where we talk about the movies of 1999 from our purchase here in 2018. I am one of your hosts, Kenny Nybart. And I am Phil Iskove. And with us today, Again, as was the case, as was the case last, last week. episode last week, it's crazy. It's five been, minutes we've, been, ago, we've been sitting here for a week. Um, is, just talking about rom coms. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been fun. Um, <laughs> it's been great. Are Corinne Steichman and, Mel- and Melissa Laura. Yes. Hey. Yeah. Still don't, here. Still. We don't need to ask them rom-coms. where they were in 1999 because now we know. Well, if you've listened to part one of this doubleheader, when, we were oh, alive. They were alive. They were alive. They were just. Kicking they were just soaking up rom coms. I assume people are just going straight into this one, so they know the way we feel about Notting Hill. They know yeah, the way we feel great. about Julia Roberts. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know that Notting Hill is great, why are you still listening to this podcast? They know the way we feel about romantic comedies in general. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I would agree with all of that. And they know that we're doing the other Julie Roberts movie from 1999. Yep. That's Runaway Bride. Yes. It's, uh, it it's a very different movie from Notting Hill. We're going to tell you yeah. all the reasons why. Quality, for one. Quality is among them. Um, <laughs> but, but first, but first I, did, I did ask yes. that our guests compile their top five oh, romantic yeah, comedies right. of all time. Oh, I think this yes. might be a good time to unveil to those that. lists. I agree with that. Did you do it, Kenny? Well, I, I gave I, you my top three. Yeah, we talked about it. And uh, something about Mary and It Could Happen to You were actually you know, the other, oh, those are, those the are other four and five yeah. on my list. I, I, I have one that I want to put on it, but I'm just not, we're just not going to go there. But there's, there's 
a lot what of. What is it? You can't say what? that. Yeah, you have to. I tell mean, us. I really love Annie Hall, guys. I know. I know. Tough, it's controversial, it's tough. controversial. I tough. know, right. but I love. I made it. you say it. It's my fault. You did, and now I'm a monster. Let's talk about that in it's one okay. second, just for fun, because actually, <laughs> okay, I we'll thought about, about Annie Hall too, and did not put it on. Okay. for obvious reasons. But let's hear. Let's hear your your list, guys. Let's start with uh, Melissa. Oh, okay, this is. <laughs> I agonized over this. Okay. Because and the I, ranking or just the the components. Oh, I can't rank. There's okay. I can't. This is do just it. T- this is just five um, of your favorite ones. But this is yeah. it forever. So, you can never change. Yeah, there's them no way that people just, will judge you on. I this. feel like there are other movies that in my life that deserve the call out to the number five. But it's fine. We'll just we'll just go <laughs> okay. to what I have. <laughs> this is if you can and see how tortured Melissa Laurie is. Her right hand now. is um, shaking. It's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. When Harry Met Sally, of yep. course, yep. Mm-hmm. and then also You've Got Mail. Mm-hmm. I have an unreasonable love for that movie. I mm-hmm. think it's just perfect, and we don't need to talk about it. Um, I don't I know that this will. exactly qualifies. We don't, we don't do that on this show. <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. talk about movies. <laughs> it's okay. It, just, it requires so many hours of discussion it's that true. we don't have. Yeah, you um, and Corinne should start a podcast just about romantic comedies. You know what? Your podcast would be good. I would listen. I, I would listen. Podcast yes. like it's You've Got Mail. <laughs> yeah, probably. Won't gonna, be got, I think that. we're gonna go with you've got podcasts. On. Oh well, Kenny's a professional. So. <laughs> Spinoff series well, coming soon. Now you've that I decided, now that I decided, I'm gonna produce it. You know, right? <laughs> I'm ready to go. We tweak. Just Tom Hanks. And By the way, like legitimately, you could like how many rom com comedies, are, like romantic comedies, are there? There's like Let's a talk. million. Mel, we have to. You should talk. talk. You should talk yeah. off mic. That's a great yeah. idea for it's a podcast. Great idea for a podcast. Can we be guests? Can we? Yeah, yeah. you could be our yeah. first guest. Oh, and we'll pay it forward. That'd be great. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Thank God um, that's not a, a romantic comedy. Oh, it is not. Okay, Anything so good. that I don't. I'd have to say, Clueless. Even though oh, that's good. I would calling it a rom com feels like it's not really enough because it it's so much more than that. Yeah. But but it is about Cher's heart. But it is yeah. It's yeah. about her finding love and. Failing for much, most of it, and it yeah. Okay. So, rom coms are in the eye of the beholder. Yes, I agree with that. Oh, actually, that's very interesting. I think like it kills me right now that like Clueless is available to be put on a list, and I didn't put it on my list. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't think of it. I had my own set of criteria. Clueless is an unbelievable movie. Great choice. It's, yeah. yes. it's a great movie. We were mm-hmm. it was on TV the other day. We watched like fifteen or twenty minutes of it. I was like, God damn, this movie is fucking great. Just. Yeah, it's a movie great. I've seen so many times and call back to in my real life all the time. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then I would say Sabrina, the OG. Sure, oh, sure, wow. sure, sure. Um, and then followed up by Sabrina, the yeah. 95 version. <laughs> well, I would actually say the newer Sabrina is not a comedy. That. No, dramatic. Oh, um, very dramatic. So I, I couldn't, even though I do love it more than movie. the OG, mm-hmm. it's That's not a comedy. That's very interesting. Um, okay. And this is where it gets really difficult. Do I feel it. like I'd have to say Notting Hill, but I actually think I'm going to say Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay. Okay. That's more controversial than Annie <laughs> Hall. Yeah. But it's true. I know. I don't well, Look, if you, just Rooney in that movie alone yeah, if you, yeah. disqualifies it. If, if, if you watch that movie at the right time of your life, sure. a, I understand that it's a very important movie, but like I watched it as an older person yeah. and I could not get past Rooney. Here's it's what I'll crazy. say though. Unlike crazy. Annie it's Hall, disqualifying. <laughs> but you could just fast forward through those parts as I do now, That's and true. it doesn't really 
matter yeah, even say whatsoever. Lot, sure. You can't fast forward through Annie Hall. You can't fast point? point. You can't get past Woody. the Woody Allen of Annie Hall. I'm, I'm not. You can absolutely get past. Yeah. Corinne, what's your so. list? Well, okay. I had to take Notting Hill off of it because I yeah, feel no, like sure. it stands yeah, alone. Yeah. Bias. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you've got me on, of course. I mean, here's the thing. I should I should say that my stipulations for I never in my entire life would have thought both of you had would have you've got mail. Oh, yeah. They I, both love. I had no yeah. idea it was so beloved. Yeah, but. I mean, I and I think my major criteria for a rom-com is the chemistry between the two leads. Um sure. and how they sure. interact. My best friend's wedding is on my list even though yes. there is no chemistry. No. Between Julia, but that's and, okay. But that you know what? I again because it's she's not supposed to be with him. Right. Yeah, it's because um, it's not really. Yeah, it's not really. Or yeah, no. yeah. Um, while you're sleeping, because sure. Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock. I mean, that is inescapable magic. <laughs> I do. I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great you have movie. excellent taste. Um, oh, thanks. And she, and she's a subway token taker, and and Peter Gallagher. You mean a transit worker? Subway sure. token taker. Is that it? is what she does. Did I tell you my story about? While you're sleeping? No. Oh, Peter Gallagher plays a character named Peter Callahan. Yes. And I did not when I was when I first saw it, did not really realize that they were two different words. Right? Gallagher and Callahan. I very I, similar. I thought because yes. like, you know, you like kind of see it quickly, and I thought that it that it was Peter Callahan playing Peter Callahan. I thought this was about his real life. Oh, that, that's and there so is a, deep. And there's a reason I thought that, because I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Twenty Seventh Street. Nope. Have you ever seen the movie? Mm-hmm. Nope. Please. All 50 of you who listen to this podcast, <laughs> watch that movie. I love I will. that movie. If you okay. like While You're Sleeping, I'm going to watch that yeah. tonight. I think it's 27th or 29th. I can't remember the street. Okay. But the point is it's a street in New York, and it's about the first guy who won the lottery. And the first guy who won the lottery in New York, without being in the movie, played his own brother. So there was precedent in Wait. my <laughs> What? He played – the guy's named Frank Pesh. And he wound up playing – I just love that you projected this there was, onto There was while precedent you were in my head. For like, for someone playing okay, okay. playing a role, in a real like, person, and Jackie Robinson played yeah. himself in the Jackie Robinson story, and Bruce played himself in the Lou Gehrig movie, and like, and like those two guys are playing themselves so in Peter that Gallagher. Paris train movie that uh, Clint Eastwood. They are, yeah, those are the guys. Oh come on, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So Peter if Gallagher, if it was really cool, it would have come out for Oscar consideration. Yeah, whatever. Peter Gallagher was in a coma in your mind. <laughs> yes. I thought he was. And I had thought, this girl. I had never seen him before. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. And, he, and she falls in love with his brother. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and he was oh, just so cool that he made a movie about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got mail while you're sleeping. My best friend's wedding. Um, I mean, you've said it could happen to you, which I did not consider, but has to be on there. Wow. Okay. Because wow. of just All right. okay. The Bridget Fonda of it all. Yeah. Um, She's great now. And then and the, uh, and Nicholas Cage before the like post you know. thing. Yeah. The thing with the post covers and then the fucking balloon at the end. How good is the that? balloon? Who directed it could happen to you? Oh, that's a good Let's question. Find out. Let's find out. I, and Rosie Perez in that so film good. is it's that's an Oscar worthy performance. I I don't care who says it. And the guy from um I want to say The Wire plays Nicholas Cage's best friend. Andrew Bergman, the director. I think he's done stuff. He's done stuff. I think he did Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah, oh. that's that's sort of the Nicolas Cage connection yeah. comes in. That's I think he's done more than that. Didn't he do like the like the the, the mafia movie, the rookie or not the freshman? Rookie. The freshman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and striptease, lest we forget. Oh man, mm-hmm. like that um, most people. And then my last one, I think, is. <laughs> <laughs> I think my last one has to be when Harry met Sally. Even though when I watched it as a fourteen-year-old, primed by Notting Hill, was yeah. like, I don't get this. This is not good. Yeah. You know, that's a later in life addition yeah. to my yeah. own. So Runaway Bride. 
Okay. Is was, your favorite rom com? Yeah, oh, am I doing my <laughs> list? You have now? a list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, when Harry met Sally, for sure. Um, I, uh, Amelie, is that a romantic comedy? Does that consider it? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, sure. Clueless it's is like a romantic like, yeah. fantasy. It's in the eye of the beholder. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Notting Hill would definitely be on there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God, there was another one that I should have written these down. I'm so sorry, guys. Good for you for keeping it real, by the way, and putting the best romantic comedy ever on your <laughs> top five, unlike some people. Uh, <laughs> I, I got, I mean, honestly, Annie Hall's going to be on there, and I know that that's, that's, you know, that comes with. I could still watch Woody Allen movies. I'm not going to stop watching Woody Allen movies. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I can't – I don't know. I, it's sort of inseparable. I, I'm, we're, that's a discussion for another day. But I would say Annie Hall's on there for sure. Um, I, I think that uh, – I'm trying to think of what the – there was another one that was on the top of my uh, top of my tongue and I can't think of it now. I don't, I'll come back to it. Let's just go with those three for now and I'll come back to the other two. Right, when, until when you come me. up with more, Runaway Bride is on your top five. <laughs> that's yeah, not, no. You said that. <laughs> Who made <laughs> things? We had a recording. That's, that's just – It's the first movie you said. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Runaway Bride, the movie where a bride runs away. <laughs> the movie where a bride runs away. Okay. So the first thing that should be said is that apparently this movie was in development for over a decade. Yeah. Uh, everybody apparently really wanted to make this runaway bride movie or not make it, I guess, for that matter, because it never got made until this point. Um, mm-hmm. Actors attached at various times. Angelica Houston. That's how far back this goes. Seriously. Angelica Houston, Mary Steenburgen, Lorraine Bracco, uh, Gina Davis, Demi Moore, Sandra Bullock, Ellen DeGeneres, Taya Leone. All of them were in the mix apparently so, for Maggie at one point. When we do this game where we're talking about who else was – yeah, because we always go, oh, they would have been good. They would have been good. <laughs> no, no one would have been good. No. no. <laughs> like this list – I mean Sandra Bullock, sure. I could have seen the Sandra Bullock version of this. But the but, rest of the people on this list, I'm like, Lorraine Bracco? I mean I like Lorraine Bracco. She's a very talented I actress. I honestly don't know like, who that is. Uh, Sopranos. Sopranos good, good fellas. She played the psychiatrist in Sopranos. Okay. <laughs> if you could have seen the complete look of, <laughs> I don't want to admit on, on air that I've never you're, seen. You're, you're telling on yourself a little bit, <laughs> but hold on. Let's talk. Let's talk about the male actors for a second here, okay? Christopher Walken, mm, sexy Harrison Ford. Oh, by the way, unlike Julia, <laughs> where no one could have done as well as she did with this movie, yeah. anyone would have been better than Gear. He's so weirdly miscast. Yeah. Although I think Chris Walken would have maybe better. You're crazy. Yeah, because you at least would have been like. I, it would have been weird. I mean, Harrison Ford, Mel fun. Gibson, Michael Douglas. Those were guys that were all in the apparently in the running for this role. Apparently, Ben Affleck was in the role for um, for Bob. Which oh, I the totally guy who see only that. talks yeah. about Maloney. sports. The yeah. real monster of this oh, movie. That been- <laughs> Bob, the villain. Hey, Bob. Because oh my God. is it because he only knows how to sp- speak in sports analogy? <coughs> That's or- and Elaine May apparently did a, uh, a version of the script as well. I would have very much been interested in hearing or reading Elaine May's version of this. Um, it's got a forty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which it's generous insane feels high insane. I mean, actually, I mean that actually. Feels I think that's fair. fair. That's fair. Um, here's what I love though: is that. 
<laughs> it's earned four and a half stars out of five from almost a thousand reviews on Amazon. Russian bots. <laughs> we have, wow. <laughs> they were all me. I just, first of all, this is the first movie thus far that has used that as a metric. Wow. Like you're really, you're really scraping for something when you're like, let's, uh, let's compile the Amazon reviews. That feels like a good reason. Anyway. There, there are reasonable people out there that want to talk online about their movie loves. So this movie opens on July 30th, 1999. Uh, with $12 million in its opening day, uh, in its opening weekend, that is, sorry. Oh, um, Ooh, really? Peaked at number one. Sorry, opening day. Opening I, I'm day. sorry, opening 12 day. million opening yeah. day, okay. 35 million there opening we weekend. Okay. Beats the Blair Witch Project in its third weekend, which is already making boatloads of money. Uh, and it beats Deep Blue Sea pretty easily as well, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the end of its run, the film had grossed $152 million domestically, uh, a little over 300 million worldwide. So this thing was like a big fat hit. Never saw it. How? Didn't see it. Didn't know. I mean, I knew it existed, but like it was not on my radar. Oh. I, until watching it for this podcast, I had not I seen mean, this movie. I would be surprised if you had. It's, I mean, I knew about it. It was but a big it was, moment. It sh- I had zero interest in it. Every, this, this is, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Yeah. This is the first movie we've done yes. that Phil hadn't previously seen. Yes. Wow. He spent this entire year living <laughs> at a movie theater. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Not, and this movie was not even, like, not, a, not even a blip. That? I mean, That's anyway. a good question. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I saw a lot. Were you I mean, working at the video store? I was working at a video store. Spending all his money on movie tickets. Spending all my money on movie tickets uh so this here's what i will say and what i do remember about the movie's release or whatever you want to call it was it was anticipated because it was a pretty woman reunion yeah and and so you have you've obviously you've got julie roberts you have richard Gere, and you have gary marshall back in the fold um the trio apparently had resisted all attempts and hector elizondo and, uh, yes. All the oh, Gary yeah. Marshall players, as I like they're to all call back. them. Gary Marshall players. <laughs> they're all back and they're all wonderful. Um, here's what's interesting. The trio had resisted all attempts, and there were several made, to put together a Pretty Woman sequel in which the love of Roberts and Vivian's – sorry, Roberts, Vivian, and Gears Edward would be tested when he went into politics and oh her checkered God. past was revealed. Was it said today, he would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, I would have seen that movie. I, 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 we just don't need that movie. Oh, we needed Runaway Bride. Uh, uh, no. If the, I, do I have to choose between the two? Because <laughs> well, I mean, one yes, one's, I pick a sequel. I respect <laughs> Julia Roberts. I think was the person who said, "I will not do a Pretty Woman remake because that or sequel because I think that's dumb." I respect that, but the fact that she was like, "Oh, this is a good idea, yeah. though." <laughs> like, Let's that, do that's this. sort of the question, which yeah. is why does Julie Roberts read the Runaway Bride? That's what I want to get into, and says like, "That's what I want to do," rather than go back to playing Vivian. I think this, she like, said no, and then Gear was like, "But I'll do it," and so she said, "Okay." It feels the whole thing feels like some weird con- contractual obligation. <laughs> that's what it feels like to me, and I don't. I know that's not true, but that's how it feels. Um, so. Just to sort of speak at, in broad terms, the uh, synopsis of this movie for the people that have not seen Runaway Bride have is, fun. is this. <laughs> Having already left three grooms at the altar, Maggie Carpenter, played by Julie Roberts, is branded the Runaway Bride by jaded city journalist Ike Graham, played by Richard Gere. <laughs> but after his facts are called into question, Ike races to Maggie's hometown to save his reputation and report on her upcoming fourth trip down the aisle, during which he's convinced she'll run again. Though he- <laughs> though he's there for a muckraking mission. Muck? Muckraking. Wow. Uh, Ike can't help but fall for this breathtaking heartbreaker. Did you write that? No. Oh. That's, that is Google. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... 
Because I've read your work. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than that. Well, you know, yeah. it's, the, uh, it's, the, it's the lateral, lateral, I don't yeah. know. So there's an insane E, like E as in E exclamation point, article that claims that this is Gary Marshall's best movie. Wow. Which is downright insane, right? Like, yeah. can we all say that that's crazy? Well, well should we course. list his movies? Yeah. Well, here's, we here's what we should talk about. Um, he's, yeah, Kenny will pull, oh, it, yeah, up, pull but, it up. But I do think that um, it's, it's a weird uh, mixture of movies. Let's put it that way. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's tried a lot of things that are interesting and then some things that are just like, why did you bother doing this? Um, Obviously, he does a bunch of TV. He comes up, uh, Laverne and Shirley, Penny Marshall's his sister, blah, blah, blah. Really big, obviously, was very big in television. Uh, his first movie is Flamingo Kid, which is actually a pretty good movie. He mm-hmm. does Overboard, also a good movie. Uh, beaches. People, I, I think those are, beaches. I, I think those, not Beaches, but I think those are the two other, like, quote unquote, good movies he's done. Well, no, okay. Pretty Woman's great. That's not what I meant. Pretty Woman's a masterpiece. Aside from that, um, well, this one will this one will fight you for Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries is a great movie, which I've never seen, and and my understanding is it is quite good. But it's but it's but it's different. Look, it's fine. The the writers of the the writers of this movie, (laughs) yes, also wrote. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Disney's The Descendants. Yes. Oh, did they write that? Very familiar. Okay. Yes. Very familiar. Well, but here's the thing. We've Pretty watched Woman, it Pretty a thousand Woman is, times in my house, and it is a billion times better than it needs to be. So it's true. It's we all agree concept. Pretty Woman is a masterpiece. I also think Frankie and Johnny's an underrated movie. Never seen it. Me either. It's a good movie. Uh, Exit Eden's garbage. Yeah. Uh, Phew. <laughs> now he has another movie that came out in 1999, Kenny, and it's a movie that we are going to have to cover at some point. And that movie is The Other Sister. Going to have to get a hell of a good guess for that one. <laughs> We're gonna have to get probably Julia, Julia Lewis. Lewis. Uh, sending out a tweet right now. <laughs> the other sister, I'm very concerned about. But moving past that, Raising Helen is actually not a terrible movie. I, yes, it is. It is a good movie. It's not a bad so. romantic comedy. Wow. Okay. Go ahead. Have you seen it? Yeah, I think it's a terrible movie. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then, I mean, it gets. I mean, I haven't seen Princess Diaries to Royal Engagement. Oh my goodness! But I enjoy it. But, <laughs> I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes, love it. Did she? Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I haven't seen it, so I can't. She, did she write the first? Or she didn't. She wrote the second. Didn't write the second one. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day. I never saw. Mm-hmm. Those are all bad. All okay. the holiday movies are bad. Valentine's like, Day, New Year's Eve, and New Mother's Eve. Day. It's like it's like bad to like. Just Does it get worse? Like they're worse. Really, really, really. But awful. like, good for him for kind of like coming up with his own new oeuvre. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a trilogy. Good for him. You know I don't what? think Gary had a whole lot to say about it's it. It's basically but, the mean, rom-com versions of the scary movie franchise. Yeah. Um, but anyway, po- point is that this movie is not Gary Marshall's best movie. Can we all agree on that? Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Uh, now, on this list of reasons why this E-list that it was the best uh, um, Gary Marshall movie, they they do make one point on the list, which I do like, which is it gives him the opportunity for run, running bride montages. <laughs> Which is that I think something kind of, that well, they are first of, all, first of all, you, you and I both know that, that Taylor Swift a, loves this movie. Did you miss that this was a oh, tongue-in-cheek a list? What? Did you miss that this was a joke article? It was not a joke article. <laughs> it gives her the opportunity for running bride montages? But, like, that's, uh, what, that's what it said. <laughs> now, what I do think is funny about that is... 
first of all, I didn't know that was like an oeuvre of uh, like a thing that, but apparently it is like if you, there's, it does, I don't think they make enough of a meal out of it quite honestly, but the movie does open with arguably the most arresting moment in the movie, which is her on horseback in a giant wedding dress with, I'm still, still can't, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Now, admittedly the movie peaks, unfortunately in its first five minutes, but I kind of understand what they're saying. There's something kind of dramatic about the that idea of the like whole pitch. That's that's right. Some executive was like, "There's a girl on a horse." That's the answer. That's the answer. She's to your got a wedding dress on. Go. Well, it worked, right? There is. It worked to the tune of three hundred million dollars. There is more than almost any movie I can think of. This movie is is bought and sold and marketed on the idea mm-hmm. that this title it's a it's a perfect title. Yep. It gives you the exact image yep. you want. Yep. And, and it's, it's a, a movie all- poster. It's a movie, it's a movie poster. poster. She's it's got a, a she's got on running shoes, Kenny, and she's got a wedding dress. Well, on. you know, you also you also know so much about this character just from the Runaway Bride, right? You know where she is in her life. You know that yeah. she's afraid of commitment. Sure. You know how she handles yep. situations. She's yeah. a fight, she's a flight not not fight kind of person. Yeah. You know all this stuff. He was gi- he was given she was given you're given so much to work with with just that title and to just squander the way the way this movie has done it. It's almost. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to go too hard on it. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I, here's what I'll say, though. I, I think that I think that what all of us are saying, or at least the three of us that are less enamored with the film, is that, that it's that a bit of the a... the right word. But it's but a, it's a wasted opportunity, I think, is what, what, we're, what we all yeah, agree sure. on. Yeah, sure. Because I do think that... I think there's a reason why you had all these people, yeah. studios, directors, actors, actresses, that were like, this is a, there's something here. They just didn't, unfortunately, capitalize on it as much as I think we all would have liked. Because I do think conceptually it's yeah. not a terrible idea. They made it so complicated. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so it's very out there. Yeah. And it's a pretty simple idea. And mm-hmm. I remember reading just in my research is the problem that all these actors had when they kept passing on it was like, why does she run away? Like that was never <laughs> addressed until nineteen ninety. Why does she run away? Here's a, here's a question like, that we that's pretty simple that we teed up a little bit in the previous episode, but we should probably unpack this a little bit. Let's listen. Do you think that Julia Roberts said, "Well, I've I've run away from someone at the oh, altar, so maybe so this movie sad. speaks to something in Julia's did she backstory. run away? She, I mean, she didn't. <laughs> She, she didn't physically she, run from Kiefer Sutherland, but she she, she left him days days before the the wedding. I'm, yeah. I've always had the pet theory, yes, that more people yes have been left at the altar on screen than in real life. Oh, for sure, because most sure. people aren't monsters. I, I mean, how many times do you think that's happened in real life? <laughs> yeah, handful tops too. I'm talking about no, the history of the world. That. History of the world has happened. 15. I want to say I was going to say fifty. Maybe a hundred. I'll give you a hundred. We literally answered your question. I don't know if we're joking or not. The answer is thousands. But (laughs) (laughs) my whole question was a joke. But the point is, the point is, it happens in movies all the time. As as if it's this thing that we've ever experienced. We've only. only, It's one of those things you've only ever experienced on screen. Mm -hmm. As as a because it's 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 so dramatic. It's it's the most dramatic within the context of romance. There's nothing more dramatic than that, right? So right. the idea, as a writer or a producer or whatever, you're like, many times? I get to do this a bunch of times in one movie? Like, how can this what? not be a hit? Yeah. Can, can we just rattle some off? I can think of like 10 off the top of my head. Really? No, no, not oh real life. Oh. Movies. Oh, I can't. Oh. Really? The Graduate? The Graduate's one. That's number one with a bullet. Happy though. Endings. The, the pilot whole, of Happy yeah, Endings. That's a Right, idea. okay. Based sure. on this, the episode of Full House when... Oh, that's when a great one. He goes and, skydiving. And Becky... Mm-hmm. 
That's true. Leaves and Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse at yeah. the altar. She no, he it. goes skydiving and misses it because he's in jail. Oh, I think you might be talking about a different time. I'm talking about Vegas when he's sitting there and then Michelle puts her arm around Oh, him. that's different. Yeah. When they get married and he goes skydiving. That's actually There's a movie in my brain that I can't seem to articulate. I can see it, but I can't remember what it was from. Wayne's World 2? Just kidding. <laughs> but that's, oh. that's also this is a graduate doesn't, reference. Yeah. Sam and Diane, doesn't she? I was going to say, I think Cheers, mm-hmm. I think Cheers is Friends one of them. starts with it? Yeah. I guess there's She's also there's also the, the off-screen runaway at the altar. That happens. That happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's happened many, many, many oh, times. Oh, uh, it was in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, there you go. Sarah Chalk. One of your favorites. Yeah, I know. Um, Bride so Wars. Probably oh. Bride Wars watchers <laughs> out there. I've never uh, seen Bride Wars. I just liked how that Bride came in. Wars. Bride Wars. <laughs> I remember Bride Wars. It's important. Bride Wars was, Anne Hathaway Bride runs Wars? away from Chris Pratt. A big hit. Oh. No. It was a surprise. I, I have no idea. I Hold on. Let's just... Let's, Bride you guys War- keep talking. Bride Wars. Much like Runaway Bride, Bride Wars is another movie where, where it just it just works on a poster. It works in your mind. You yep. get what you're going for. Yep. It, it's a and then it falls apart. Yeah, it falls yeah. apart. 114 million dollars worldwide. Yeah. Is that Bride good? Wars. Yeah. Okay. 89 minutes long. Cool. Got in. Got Love out. That. Released on January 9th. Knew what it was. Yeah. I mean, listen. Yeah. You can't can't uh, can't knock it. Got in. Got out. Got let's it. I was just like, listen. Let's talk about this movie. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, our movie opens, as we mentioned, Julia on horseback. With one of several on-the-nose needle drops. I still haven't found one I'm looking for. Got it. Thank you. Move on. <laughs> but it works. It's, it's a nicely shot. It's got a cool vibe. I can't it's, imagine yeah. how much that And cost. then the movie just careens. But from there, I mean, the role of that Richard Gere plays, oh, we all, all agree talk. that Richard Gere is woefully miscast in this movie, right? He's too old. Well, you He's, didn't buy his New York accent? Hey! Yes, we should talk about that opening sequence when he's walking yeah. around New York. Oh my God! It's and crazy. everybody, he's Everybody's a like, columnist, a t-shirt guy, and he's yeah. got a little quip for everybody. He's a USA Today columnist who nobody yeah. knows. USA Today columnists. Yeah. Well, USA Today clearly threw some money at them. Of course, but. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not yeah, even yeah. knocking the paper, yeah. but it's just it's like that's no. a weird national newspaper that you get when you're traveling. No yeah. one has that delivered to your door. You don't have old ladies smacking <laughs> yeah. people. Who I read your article in '99. I don't know, maybe. No. In this his, context, he is very so. famous and like, very yes. famous. Yeah. Yes. Julia Roberts has read all of his con- like yeah. it's it's his. It had to be USA Today for that reason. Yeah. It had to be USA Today because it had to be a, it had to be sort of a, a national, national, national yeah. and also a paper that like you know what I mean. Yes, was I got sort of like mid level. You're talking paper. about like the, the dummies would read. He's no. so famous. <laughs> yeah, like that. He is so famous. And he's he so goes famous. to a bar and he his picture is on the wall. Like with, with, with yeah. like other celebrities. Yeah. Other celebrities and other celebrities. Real celebrities. Also, yeah. let's talk about this. Why bar. is there a bridal magazine in the bar? The bar has a lot of hot babes <laughs> for a lunch hour on like a Wednesday. Yeah, what was that scene? Was some he like hits on Seal Award? Yeah, Seal Award. What was that scene? The, it's to show that women don't like him yeah. because he's got a very because he's sexist, cult. kind of. He literally has he's been. He's, he's a bit of a misogynist. What a weird He's, niche. he's a sexist. He's misogynist. <laughs> like, he is. Like, yeah. He is 105, and he thinks all women <laughs> are either <laughs> shrews or Madonnas or whores. Like that is but his do whole. We, but let's be real for a second. Do we feel that Richard Gere has really aged that much since Pretty Woman? Well, here's what I would kind of looks the same as no, he no, looked no. as a woman. Silver Fox. He had. He was he was in the absolute nadir of his handsomeness at this moment. He looked great in Pretty Woman, and he looks great now. And he looked ridiculous in the nineties. He had this awful hair. Fair enough. His face kind of hadn't like gotten to where it is now. Another thing about Gear, not to just like pile on and hijack this conversation, but one more thing about Gear. 
This is who Gear should never play. Yes, Gear is yeah. not low this status. Not he's not a, he's not a scumbag. Not a scumbag. He 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 only, in my opinion, I, agree. I only like him when he starts high status. And if he starts high status, he can stay high status or he can drop down. Yeah. But in this movie, where he's like kind of a low status yeah. scum scumbag, and you're supposed yeah. to bring him up, it never it works doesn't for work. him. Mm-hmm. I agree. One of my favorite performances of his, aside from Pretty Woman, is, is Arbitrage, mm-hmm. which I love that movie. High, that movie. A high, high, high status guy yeah. who, who kind of goes down in, the, in the, the muck, and I love that. He is so woefully, disgustingly miscast here. Not yeah. to mention, his character is a disgusting human that if you wrote that character today, yeah. you'd be like, well, he's irredeemable. I don't want to see him with anybody. Move on to the next script. It's also He's had interesting. had an interesting career, Richard Gere. He's had an interesting career. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's weird that he is the uh, – we are coming at this story about a woman who runs away from men at the altar through a man's perspective. Yeah. And the the real character change happens with Julia and it's her story and it's her the one that's running away from all totally. these men. But we're talking about this douchebag dude. Yeah. And seeing his shitty life. It's a mess. It, it is. I mean, that, that actually is maybe the weirdest thing about it. It should is be that her story. It should be her story. But it, it it's fighting itself because it's I like, think actually the weirder part is that his editor is his ex-wife. Oh, yeah. Who's oh a God. woman. And it's not like the film does not shy away from the fact that like, yes, he's a misogynist and he writes all this terrible stuff. But also that like his wife is his ex-wife yeah. is great and she's like this powerful woman and doesn't put up with so his shit and i'm just like i'm so confused like did she just not want to deal with him so she was like right whatever you want i don't really care yeah. but then she fires him <laughs> yeah and her new husband who's his best friend hector elizondo so. which is like there's a there's a power couple actually, hector honestly, elizondo like, and rita wilson i, I honestly think like he's the only redeemable part of the movie um <laughs> like 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 his like his yeah. his understated line re- line readings are pretty funny to me but this movie's actually incredibly well cast. I, don't, I mean, you've got Minus you've got Joe gear. Cusack, you've got Laurie yeah. Beckham, you've got yeah. great people in sure. it. Well, there's not a, well written. I don't know if you know there's a rule in Hollywood, but if you do a small town movie, you have to cast Joan Cusack. <laughs> so, wow. Well, she's a Gary Marshall player. She is. <laughs> what else was she in? She was in Raising Helen. Oh, she, right. was. she was in Raising Helen. I get that. She's a Gary Marshall. I get player. that pun, by the way. Ra- Raising Helen, <laughs> pretty good, Gary. <laughs> uh, um, wait, can we talk it? about how how much of a babe Rita Wilson is? She is a stone cold fox in this movie or just in general in this movie and also in general. But like at this okay. point, like she is a babe. If we're like, going to talk just, about, if we're going to talk about that, if that's a Celia Ward, yeah, she's yes. also yeah. at this yeah. point. Yes, 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 yes. No yeah, one, yeah. like nobody, looked like yeah. her at that yeah. point. I, I mean, also, I, I wish she was in the movie more. Often, yeah, because she's, I, is she in it again? No, she's, she's in one scene. She's just in it in at the end when they're celebrating, <sighs> right. which is oh, so oh, weird. God. But but also okay, age appropriate, well, both of them. And the minute he talks to Julia true. Roberts, you're like, oh, what? I also just hate like his cat's name is Italics. Okay, he was the best part of this movie. Cat? I will fight you on this. Well, I don't have a problem with the, the acting cat. I have a problem with the, I have a problem with the fucking name. Oh, you could have named name. it after any font you want, he and you name it Italics. Yeah. He's like a fine cat actor. Okay, he's great. I, I cast him. His name should have been Times New Roman. Dead now, but I mean, no, I don't know. Cats live a long time. I, I, I watched half of this with Laura because Laura thought it was my best friend's wedding. She's like, I love that movie. We gotta watch it. So we watch. We watch half. We watched half of it, and when, when he when the, the cat came in, and she goes, "Oh my god, his name is Italics." I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is ridiculous." I wrote down, "Cat's name is Italics and should be the star of this film." <laughs> but that makes sense. He's a hack 
writer. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a hacky, hacky name for the cat. <laughs> he all he writes an sense. entire article about a woman he doesn't know, and it's never fact checked. It's also it's also not inaccurate. Like it's it's, it's just cr- a think piece, right, or an opinion. But piece. But it's also like think about how crazy that is. It's awful. to to attack but why does he a not person. Have checks and balances. There is not married to his because his wife like, was married. There's to a her. whole department at that newspaper that like yeah. does a it wouldn't be fact checked her job or just his like, job to fact check either. Somebody like, must no, have been he like, has no okay. res- like okay. he's writing this article from someone human Navar. Like he clearly has sure. no like standards. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. like, how does this yep. entire newspaper corporation mm-hmm. not like wh- why are we in this position to begin with? Some person at that ma- at that newspaper is like, I will read your stuff and tell you like, oh maybe you should go visit her. Maybe don't just right. write about yeah. some random person call that you've heard about in a bar. Call her up. Give her a call. Send her See a, if she wants to go on back. record. I think email was around back then. Email just, Well, it's pretty prominent in Double Jeopardy. So, yeah. Definitely. Uh, that, that's my favorite line in Double Jeopardy. Uh, I need to find someone I haven't seen in a while. Someone told me to look on the internet. <laughs> well, she had been in jail for six years. She knew nothing. But anyway. We're going to we'll be talk doing about Jeopardy, that Double, Double Jeopardy, Jeopardy soon. Or maybe we already did. We might have hmm. already done it. We that's did it. Weird. We talked about Double Jeopardy already. <laughs> Very successful Weird. podcast. <laughs> so much time travel. Um, so basically, you have you have Julia, you have uh, Richard Gere in his magazine office. Rita Wilson fires him. Hector Elizondo, his ex-wife's new husband slash his best friend slash the only person who still believes in him, does freelance work, kind of, sort of, for GQ, who's right. willing to give him a front page story front in page. GQ about a <laughs> random woman who lives in Nowheresville, Pennsylvania. Who's who left Maryland. a couple people at the, at the altar. Excuse yeah. me, Maryland, Northern, Maryland. Southern Pennsylvania, who, <laughs> in Maryland, yeah. who left some, who leaves some people at the altar. Okay, right. so, so I am willing to buy in, as we've, as we've said on this podcast, sure. to almost any premise. Can I just just <laughs> I'm gonna stop you for one second? Yeah, go ahead. Because it does make me think about the actual. Did you did you guys remember the story? I don't know. It was a couple years ago about the woman that was deemed the runaway bride yes. who like faked her own kidnapping. Was that the astronaut? Yes. What? No. Oh, no, different one. Different okay. woman. Excuse me. Go on. She, this she she left her husband at the like the day of their wedding. Yeah. So it does happen and in real life. Per, did, did you read about this in GQ? No. <laughs> was no. it the front but page? She had was, nefarious. It there was, was weird because she like she, yeah. She was like trying to embezzle money. There, somehow there was like money involved in it. Oh, so it's yeah. a good story. I was gonna say, but, I'd watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a there was a this plot. This was a drama version it of this. That was the yeah. Angelica Houston version. Yeah. But here's yeah. what's messed up is that like she because I read the obviously it came up when I typed in Runaway yeah. Bride. I read the article about it, and she she like pinned it on. She said like. <laughs> Some Latino guy kidnapped me and threw me in his trunk. I was like, what? Like, she just, like, picked some, like, just, why did it have to be, like, it's so, like, it's not specific, but it is. Like, she was just trying to find some sort of, it was just very strange. Her story was just filled with holes. The whole thing is just crazy. Much, yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's much (laughs) Way way less romantic. Far less romantic. Um, So, I wrote down... It's amazing. It's incredible how fucking charming Julia Roberts is. She truly lights up the screen. And it's true. Like, the second you see her in that first scene, I believe it's in the uh, the hardware store. Yes. And you're just like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll spend two hours with this person. You know what's weird? I was looking at the New York Times review of this movie, and they say, and I quote, um, some of the pretty woman bloom is definitely off the rose as Miss Roberts plays a pale, stern woman. 
I don't think that's... Did anybody else feel that she was pale and She's got kind of a tomboy quality to her. Stern is not a word. She is bright and bubbly and falls over within the first five minutes, which is like a Julia Roberts, like, Yeah. You'd think they have people at the Times that say, don't call her pale. Or like... that's that's a whole thing, too. Stern. So... Can I say one other thing about this stupid movie? I'm sorry. You can say many things about this movie. How... Just like you can kind of rattle off the Runaway Bride trope. Yeah. How many movies, including great movies like Roman Holiday... Are about a journalist falling in love with somebody, like it's mm. such. I I, it's I, I threw some down just randomly, just off the top of my head. Like Twenty Seven Dresses is about a journalist. Yep. How oh, to Lose a Guy in Ten Days is about a journalist. You're right. Yeah. Never been kissed. Yeah. Trainwreck is about a journalist. Inside Out has a romantic storyline with Tom Selleck as a journalist. Um, Tom what? Selleck and Kevin Klein. Right. In and Out. In it. I'm sorry. In and Inside Out. Inside Out is the Pixar movie. There's no journalist in that. <laughs> Um, I don't know if anyone's seen <laughs> I was like, Tom Selleck and Kevin Clatter and anyway, yeah. I don't know yeah. if anyone's seen A Christmas Prince, but A Christmas Prince oh, yeah. is about a journalist. And I bring that up because a Christmas, a Christmas Prince has been so mocked because it plays in all of these tropes. And the one like big trope it shows is journalist. So I, I, I mean, of course, if you do it really well, it's fine. But if you do it poorly – it sticks out like such a sort. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It, it's, it's. I mean, it's a trope for a reason because it's. It's an easy way to sort of get these two people together, which yeah. is which is fair. And also dissecting love and what is it about this? Yeah. Per- like that's a very like I can see. Yeah, you get to have getting to the conversations that are just. It, it also never happens in real life. Never, no. never, you never hear no. the story of how did you meet your husband? Oh, he was doing a profile for me for GQ. <laughs> cover story. A cover story. <laughs> I'm a random person from Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. But there is something – it's also very writerly in the sense that you get to yeah. have a character that's sort of like speaking and writerly sort of verbiage and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's mixed into it too. It's it's. I mean it's lazy. It's like it's lazy, yeah. It's lazy. It's the kind of thing, you know, it's 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 like a cousin to write what you know, but I'd much rather see something about a, a screenwriter, yeah, no, sure. TV writer. But. It's also strange because um, – so he writes this article and he's like, oh – all the women I know in my life are just stereotypes. Like they are Madonna's whores, whatever. Which is and ridiculous. Then, and then he gets fired. And then his friend who's like, I've got this GQ hookup. He says, um, let's prove you that you're right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she the is whole, The whole a thing is a mission to prove that right. That he is like a – like she is a stereotype of a woman and everybody will love you. And why does Rita Wilson pick these awful husbands? Yeah, <laughs> you should that watch too. that Just movie. Like, That's I'm so confused. Like, talk about picking the wrong dude twice. So Ike, I hate his name. Oh, Ike. Uh, Ike gets in his car and drives to the uh, whitest bucolic town. town of Hale. The whitest town in America. It felt a, a little like Stars yeah. Hollow to me. I mean, sure. There's Not a- in a derogatory <laughs> sense, but it just it felt very I mean, much like there's, there's quirky people and it's a small people. There's yeah. a barbershop quartet that sings. On I the love corner. that. Hollywood only knows how to do one, two types of, of small towns. Yeah. It's either like Deliverance. Yeah. Or it's this. Yeah. yeah, no, it yeah. is. Or, yeah. or, or, it's, or it's the, or it's the, the whitest place on earth. You know, it's the Pleasantville version. Um, but it is a little bit absurd that it feels like there's like a checklist of things that exist in this small town. It's like there's the barbershop and the nail salon and it's just like – it's just – it's crazy. It's just – it feels – whatever. I mean, contrived. It, is, but it feels contrived. There's a, there's a hardware store where someone whose last name is Carpenter works. Oh my god. I just realized that when I watched it yeah. <laughs> and I sighed. 
Kitty's face right now. I'm amazed. Cat named Italics. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Ike's last name. First of all, his first name is Homer, so he can. I mean, that's true. Wait, his name is Homer. Yeah, yeah. His, his middle name is like Isaac or no? Yeah. Is it some some something? But like Ike Jeez. is a nickname. Eisenhower was also a name. Eisenhower was part of his name. Right. Yeah. All right. So it's which oh is my like. God. Man, I understand going A to C, but come on. You, like, his name is Homer Eisenhower. His nickname is Ike. Like, you guys are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But can, can we – here's the thing. I still think that Julia and, and Richard Gere have good chemistry. Oh, no, 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 no. I think I – Really? I beg to differ. Not in this movie. Not because of where their statuses are. It's just – it's it's just – it's there's, there's their, their statuses are off. And also their power. Of the characters or yes. of the people? Yes. Because I would say that Richard Gere's career at this point was in a Oh, no, 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 of the, of the actor, of the characters. And also their, um, the power they have within this world is very off. Like Richard yeah. Gere, everyone That's knows true. he's there to do a profile, to basically expose this woman. And yet they all, they, they, they all, him. Yet they let him walk into every room he wants to go he into. He is just very charming. Like well, the whole he, town is against her as well. In, like, in a way, yeah. quite mean to her like it, they, they just seem like they don't really but care. he's just like the way that uh, everybody just accepts him because he like makes a couple of jokes and i guess he's good looking i guess that's what we're trying to believe here and everybody's like oh wow he smiled at me i'm gonna tell you everything and he's the same age as paul dooley like it's mm-hmm. so weird at that dinner that's, that's weird. true you're right yeah. i was thinking as i was just looking at his filmography like why do this movie? Like, and I don't mean that. I just mean in the terms of like the trajectory of his career. Did he, did he need a hit? Did he need something that was going to go back to the well? You know, whatever. It's pre Chicago. It's definitely pre Chicago. But like, he's got Primal Fear, which he's just a, which awesome. Is a, it's a great movie, and he's great in it. So he does that in '96. Then he, he does a, he does the Jackal in '97, which again was a big hit. You know what I mean? Like he's and then he goes into Runaway Bride. I'm just like he didn't need to make this movie. I don't think anyone thought thought this movie would suck. I think they all thought this movie would be great. I just guess. think they all got together. They all right. are friendly. That's just and yeah. it'll, be, it'll be like old times. Yeah, yeah. No, that's like, fair. Did that's Red totally Corner too? Don't know if anyone saw that. I did. Pretty see that. good. Movie. It was actually a pretty decent yeah. movie. Yeah. No, you're probably right, Mo. It does feel sort of like let's get the gang back together. It'll be fun and whatever. So, but I will yeah. say that I, the reason I don't feel like there's any chemistry here is because in Pretty Woman he's. An older, he's an older man, and we know that he's a very successful businessman. He's very quiet, and she's yeah. young and bubbly and like a prostitute. So that is like a cool, interesting pairing. This is just like an old, weird writer dude who yeah. looks like her father. Literally wears glasses and puts them at the edge of his nose at one point. And looks at her over a newspaper, and you're like, "Grandpa, you know, is into Julia Roberts." I actually just don't really have much of an issue that they don't have chemistry because, in my mind, this entire like. They're going to divorce. So <laughs> this entire is movie is based upon the fact very that optimistic. she just like meets these men and she kind of gloms on to these things about sure. them like a sociopath and just like internalizes them. <laughs> and then she's in love. And that moment when she listens to the Miles Davis record and she's starting to like you know, get into his world and into his mind when, and the movie essentially turns and she's like in love with him all of a sudden. Yeah, th- but crazy. I don't buy it. And so like I don't that's almost fair. care that they don't have chemistry because it's not really a love – like I don't buy the entire concept and well, I like, don't you're think supposed they're meant to, to be together. The, the drive they go on – and we'll get into the plot a little bit I guess. But um, the drive they have together yeah. is when you're supposed to feel like they're falling in love. But it just feels like – expo it just feels like they're barfing a backstory as opposed to like actually learning like to put it next to the Notting Hill scene when Julia Mm -hmm. and Hugh 
are, you know, going their stroll together, right? Yeah. Like, that's not about backstory. Like, they're not talking about, like, shit that happened to them. They're just talking and enjoying each other's company in that moment. It's why it feels so natural. Mm-hmm. It's why you believe that these two people actually want to be together. Yeah. These yeah. two people just feel like they're being forced into a car together. Yeah. I don't I, understand why either of them – and I don't understand why it gears into her. I don't nope. understand why she's into him. Nope. I get why gears into her. I get because she's, she's young and Julia Roberts. Not even that. But I think that there's. I think there's something. I think at a certain point, and the turn, and we'll get to, is so crazy. Like it's yeah. it's a hairpin turn that you. There's just no way to foresee that. But I do think that he's like. She feels like a wild animal that needs to be tamed or some crap like that. Like that's sort of what it feels. I like. I don't know. I, I mean, I like she's the. She's <clears throat> she's not. Cool, and I, I only she's kind of cool. No, she's not. Every because I liked her what, in because the first what, scene in the in the in the hardware store. I dug her. Maybe deep down she's okay, but what she but what she does. Oh, <laughs> the service, she is awful. Well, I think what the movie is basically trying to tell you is like if you could scrape away all this bullshit, there's a great person under there. Right. But, but what I see on the surface is when she's with the deadhead, she becomes a deadhead, and mm-hmm. when she's with you know the. Yeah, what, what was her she's like a chameleon. She just kind of like whatever guy. she's, like, which yeah. is an interesting well, idea. That's it's also, a hard thing we can to put. Get to that. It, it is not a bad idea. I agree with yeah. you, but they did not pull it off. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> well, but that's that actually taps into something that I was thinking as well, which is that the the three previous husbands or fiancés. Like there was so much you could do there. Like it's it's rich terrain. You could have had three drastically different guys that were funny in their own way. There's jokes there, and they just don't hit the jokes. Like even yeah. the priest thing, you're just like, okay, but like what's the joke? Like I don't really know what you're getting at here. And Donald Logue does the best that he can with the scenes that he has. The only guy that actually kind of that I really liked was Gil, the guy in the cop, the the, the, yeah. the car, the mechanic guy. Uh, right. That was like. That kind of worked for me. Like there was at least a little bit of fun there, and Richard Gere's actually having fun in that scene in the yeah. in the shop. Oh, but that him having fun is a whole thing I need to discuss because <laughs> the I'm man just, I'm, I'm just can't saying that, have fun. I'm with you. He's like it's like watching your your uncle Pete your dad or something like that. Be like, oh, listen to this joke I heard on the radio. Who's and a then, guy who could have pulled this shit off? I'm trying oh to God. think. I mean, honestly, Channing Tatum. Well, but that's a very different movie. Well, I think he's funny and he can be I think he's funny too. A bro but not at dude that I mean I mean at that time I thought you meant like well contemporary. Truthfully I actually think a Brit might have made it work. <laughs> not to go back to Notting Hill. Can make it but tr- I I say that just in the sense of like had you put somebody in this because then all of that like Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It works in, yeah, one, there in are, some way. There are American actors. And then you get fish pull, out of water stuff. Who, which is, there are American actors who can pull that thing off where they're just like, 
the center of attention all the time and kind yeah. of the, yeah. The, the, yeah I mean look and her, young Tom Hanks could pull it off yes yeah, that's even true. Tom sure, Hanks sure, sure. in 1999 could have pulled this yeah. off he, and he does you know what he does in You've Got Mail he sure does like You've Got Mail is yeah. a very yeah. similar role he's aware of something that she's not yeah, aware of he's kind of big leaguing her but being char- charming the whole time like yeah there's but, something about mm, and I can't figure out what it is but there's something <laughs> about Richard Gere being so chummy with these people in such a hammy way. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's Richard Gere. Pa- I don't almost. know if it's the script, but there's something about it that is yeah. so eye-rolling worthy. Yeah, well, Mr. Mr. Really Park Avenue. Down on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I agree with that. Now. And it's just every time it happens, I just was like, oh. That's why he's so miscast ultimately because he is Mr. Park Avenue. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, his two best roles were – even Chicago is a similar kind yeah. of situation. So these yeah. roles where he looks great, his yeah. hair is perfect, he's in a suit – Lives more or less on Park Avenue. This right. guy is not meant to be wearing, you know, um, patches. patches on his yeah. elbows. He's and, not pr- professorial, which is sort of yeah. like what they kind of want what they're trying to right. going for. They're going a little bit like you talking about with the glasses on his. Uh, it makes me think of like Michael Douglas in Wonder Boys, which is a great movie, and I love him in love it. Him in. But like that's kind of what they were the vibe they were trying to kind of and also have like sexy Richard. Like they were just trying to yeah. do too many things yeah. with and it. And he didn't really know what <clears throat> to do. He's just like, I'm going to have yeah. fun with this movie. This is fun for me. Yeah, and it's not fun for anyone else. Well, basically, Aww. so I, I. <laughs> So Hector Elizondo sends Ike to this town. He gets there. He sees Julia Roberts. Uh, she's immediately, obviously, not thrilled that he's there. There's a scene in the hair salon in the beauty parlor where they like yes. dye his hair or something like that to like to I, I, right. That's what happens. Yeah, so that was right that was podcast like it's 1999. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> no, but I just I mean a cursory sort of plot just so that some people sort of understand what's yeah, going no, on okay. here. But they go there. He goes there. Uh, and he just he. So it should be said, he walks in and just kind of pretends like he's going to go undercover yeah. and like no one's going to yeah. immediately put together who he is. <laughs> his because his picture is literally in the column yeah. every time. And like that's why he thinks this town is just full of like dumb children that don't know yeah. who yeah. he is. And so, yeah, I mean like – Rainbow hair. You know sure. what I will say? That is, yeah, <laughs> rainbow hair. I will say what's interesting. This movie is so fighting itself because uh, there's an element that's kind of cool. Like, Julia Roberts is dressed basically in overalls for an hour and a half. Yeah. She's not wearing makeup. She's not all dead. She's, it's not a pretty woman. She's not in yeah. her, her red dress. Yeah. And she's a carpenter. She makes stuff. She's fixing stuff. She's kind of yeah. got, she can do cars. She went to college. She had to drop out because she has this drunk father, which is interesting. And she's right. having to take care of him. That is a very strong. But they, don't, they don't do female. anything with that. No. Though. That with was the, with the like the drunk dad and the like the, no. the they don't do anything. No, with and, it, and that's such that's that was the point. I thought, oh, this is this is interesting. This yeah. is a strong female character who is completely has no spine at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna I it's pretty I good want, at kickboxing though. Yeah. Here's a, a question. I certainly don't know the answer to it, but it, it feels a little bit like and I, and I don't know obviously, but. The movie went through so many hands. It went through so many people. It went through such a long development period that it kind of feels like there's vestiges of things mm-hmm. that are kind of there that maybe were something else in a different version. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's just yeah. things you're like, oh, well, there's like widows all over this thing is what it feels yeah, like to me. I agree. But um, anyway, uh, we're then introduced to all the exes I think around yes. that point, right? Yeah. And then uh, – through the videos, right? That he's watching, sure. That sure, he's sure. watching. That yes. right. Very well filmed, by the way. They had yeah, surprisingly well filmed. They had yeah. like reaction shots. Yeah. 
you know. I did. I, I did enjoy. <laughs> I enjoyed all of those. I enjoyed the I kid hanging off the dress. Yeah, hilarious. I mean, that's funny. Sure. So it just just so I understand, Julia Roberts in three <laughs> separate instances runs away. Yeah. She's a runaway bride. At the altar. Yet, in all three instances, they still edited these videos together. She's the titular. Put titles yeah. on them. In, in one video cassette. In one video cassette. I buy it because I could see it. <laughs> Here's the thing. That, that father loves nothing more than talking about this. And That's I true. buy that he just had these videos like, put together because he paid <laughs> someone already. Well, he's so, paying like, for all these wait, weddings. Yeah, I, that's so, my big question: is who is financing this? I guess the father. She financed the fourth, right? That was the. Did she? She said, well, "I'm paying for the fourth. Okay. I guess the yeah. first one probably. The first do. wedding yeah. probably cost ten dollars. Is that the, the hippie one on the yeah, trampoline? Yeah, the hippie one. Okay. Everyone yeah. brought their own stuff. It was cool. The second one was in a church. I can't imagine that's that still that was a few like thousand. A She's a, she fixes, this looks, looks she like fixes chairs budge. at beauty salons. Like she's not rolling it. <laughs> she dropped out of college. It's job. a small town. Lori Metcalf <laughs> donated she's a some salon chair tech. <laughs> I don't know. She's paying a thousand dollars for her wedding dress, and this in this motion picture, she goes into a store and is like, "I want this wedding dress for a thousand dollars." And that was a huge splurge. But like, where is I? I just need. It's also the I impetus for, I guess the. What wedding would it be we'll at get, that point? Wait, we'll get that. That's four, a whole other four, thing. Four. Well, I guess five. technically because – Well, gear is five. But which gear? Well, he's, which he's oh, four and five. I hate this movie. <laughs> he's five and six. Wait. Oh, no, he's four no, and five. No, he's four and five. He's four and five. He's technically – Four and five. That's true. Wait, anyway, just back to yeah, sorry, I. Sorry. I do think the father gets kept this video and like watches them sometimes, and is just like telling himself jokes, maybe to like the grandmother. <laughs> like, can you believe we this. paid for See, this? I wish like, that scene was in the I'm movie. Re- that's no, what I, I read. I would say into he that. probably airs it for the family. Like, whenever yeah. there's a big gathering, like, he probably yeah, puts once it on. I'll a year. Yeah, yeah for did, sure. He, He's he, an he, asshole. He, he, the reason why I think you're incorrect. Is because if they had it's thought of that, thought. they'd have to put it in the movie because it's too good. Like that's really good, and that would no. Fit but in this I think movie. that's the yeah. point. Is like anything that is too good, they're just like, nah, we don't have time for that. We have this. <laughs> like we are. <laughs> we have this. So so long. The jokes always go first. So at what? When does? At, I think it's around now when the turn happens. Right with the father. That's that's the whole turn. She, he, Richard Gere finds Julia Roberts like helping her drunk father out of a bar. So I was thinking when you said it doesn't play into it, it does. That's that's the car. That's scene. the that's the turn. No, no, no I'm not. So, I'm talking about a different turn. I'm talking oh, about the turn where she where they fucking kiss at the goddamn rehearsal. That's at no, the very end. We, oh, I'm no, going we back. haven't that's even. Like the end. We haven't that's even like half gotten, an hour from the end. Hold on, hold on. We need to back up yeah. because we haven't even gotten to where. So she breaks into his hotel oh, room. Yes, of course. How could and, I forget that scene? You know, starts to just snoop around. She takes the post-its with his notes. Right, right, right. She right. steals them all. She steals them out because right. she's a sociopath and she wants to like wow. learn about him and internalize his whole being. Uh, she's a crazy person. I want to read movie. Mel's version of this movie. Mel's this version is a thriller. Watch. Yeah. So Mel's version is a, it's a thriller. <laughs> uh, and then the next morning is when I think we have the turn of just like how they're going to be for the rest of the movie because she's like, I'm going to just let you follow me around. And that's when they right. become best buds all of a sudden. Like just some yeah. money had yeah, to yeah. change hands. Yeah. And she's oh, like Oh yeah, there was that pretty woman call back and she's like, I'll do it for a thousand. He's yeah. like, seven fifty. She's like, or five. Oh, yeah, they do a whole thing there. There's so yes. many callbacks. And that's when they're nice to each other now. Because Well the, the drunk father, I'm telling you. He's that the comes next yeah. because she's like 
I don't. This can't. She's like, show I want you to see the, the real article. me. I guess in some way. Yeah. Is, is that right around the time that Gear delivers what would be the proposal yes. she wants to? Oh, yeah. This is also yeah. That's like their what first is that line? outing. Do you remember the line? It's what? not always going to be great. One of us are going to want to leave each other at some point. Hold yes. on, let me yeah. look at Maybe both of us. Marriage yeah. sucks. One or both of us. I guarantee that there will be bad times. I guarantee Indeed. that at some point, one Hold or on, both guys. of us will Hold want on. to get We're out gonna, of this. No, this, get is, this is but exactly But I also it. guarantee Here it is. Look, that I, I guarantee you. there will be tough times. I guarantee that at some point, That's one exactly. of us or both of us is going to want to get out of this thing. But I also guarantee that if I don't ask you, you to be mine, mine, I'll regret it for the rest of my life. You were totally wrong. Because I know in my heart you're the only one for me. Yeah. And she remembers it. Just spoiler. Yeah. Um, but then That's true. She has okay, a great but, memory. Yeah. Great callback abilities. Are we going to talk about There's the like, point? Oh, my God. This, I Just sorry. There was another line that just came up here. Mm-hmm. Maggie, is there one right person for everyone? Ike, no. But I think attraction is mistaken for rightness. Yes. Honestly, that's pretty profound for this film. For this film. Also, <laughs> so miserable. <laughs> I love it. I, I, you know, it's the thing. I, I, I wanted one of these. Remember? I really wanted, like... <laughs> One of these like movies that get me kind of angry, but um, <laughs> not as fun as I thought it would be. Like w- the the prevailing emotion within me right now is just fury, and fury. I'm holding it in. Because I I can't believe these. Just let it out. I can't believe these moves. I can't believe these. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 fury. Yeah. it's just very clunky. Wait, I can, yeah. There is a point. Here's something that I will say is good about this film. Okay. There is a scene. Um, I think this is a little bit further back than what we're talking about. Um, they're at a baseball game that mm-hmm. Julia, uh, that Maggie's yeah. um, fiance is coaching, and they're all watching. And she's with Joan Cusack, and because that's what uh, small town dopes do. That's what you do. And her husband, Joan Cusack's husband, is the coach for this little league team. Oh. Oh, and God, and same. it's established that Maggie, Julia Roberts, used to date Joan Cusack's husband, husband in high school. Yeah. And then you see Julia Roberts kind of run up to him and be very flirty and. And um, chest bump him. Yeah, chest bump him. It's, it's just a little bit too familiar. And Joan Cusack's face, I mean, Academy Award winning stuff. She's Her face on that stand when she sees Maggie kind of flirting with her husband, she's just kind of broken inside. And Richard Gere gets her it's to say. It's a nice moment. It's a, but it was, it was, it's an interesting moment because it also brings into question this idea of female friendships. And um, like she excuses Maggie flirting with her husband and that's. Just something, you know, like between two girlfriends and having a friend that kind of flirts with your husband. That's, I don't know, that's an interesting world. It's a little piece of the movie sure. that I was like, I could live in this little nook. Sure, sure, sure. And watch it's an this. island. It has nothing to do there with There are anything. islands in yeah. this movie that, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it has nothing to do with the, no, the price of no. It's like I the mean, drunk it's, father, but it, it's, a, it's such a beautiful little. It point. is a nice and little thing. It's probably a moment that Joan Cusack found herself. Yeah, I mean, it's just like might be because so much yeah. of it is just written on her face. It's yeah. probably a moment that she found herself because, as everyone knows, she's an excellent actress. She is, um, and she makes the most out of everything that she's in. Um, I think if it was meant to be there, they would have made more of a meal out of it because <laughs> she has to basically say, <laughs> "That's your go-to for this whole movie." Make though. more of a meal out of it. Yum. If it was good, mm-hmm. they would have done something with it. That's what. I, but that's really what. That's really what I feel. No, I agree, because I agree. like it's like it is. I agree with you. It is good, but it is a nice. And I remember uh, watching ha- it, being yeah. like, "Huh, that's that's surprisingly that, nuanced." Which, which, maybe, again, an island like Melissa said. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are islands like, in this, this movie. Like, like there's some people, and we're seeing it in the industry all the time. If you've heard something about somebody in this industry, you probably like just in conversation, you probably shouldn't ride for them. Like, and you know when you're talking about them, right? Because they're only going to let you down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you heard something about Kevin Spacey, you probably shouldn't like put it out there that like you know I think Kevin Spacey's 
probably, you know, innocent or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Julie Robertson's movie is one of those people. Like, yeah. you shouldn't ride for her as her friend because she will. She's, she will, she's not a good person. She's not good at being a person. She's not self aware, is her problem. Well, she, yeah. She's also insanely narcissistic. <laughs> like, but she's not self aware. Yeah. Ne- yeah. but, but, or thinking about other people. Like, it's one thing to. Except for her drunk father. I will bring this up Ish. until the end. I know. Of time. I hear you. I just don't. I mean, it's weird. And and so let's just talk about the turn that happens at this point because it does sort of feel crazy Do to it. me. So we're at the rehearsal for her fourth wedding. Wait, to, there's some stuff that happens. We should talk about the wedding dress, the, the dress, scene. the wedding dress scene, and the dress rehearsal. Okay, at the go Lua. ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to. So, so, I can hit up the dress rehearsal. Let's do it. So the dress trying on scene yeah. is when Richard Gere looks like a grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's there escorting his daughter. Yeah. To he's get her reading dress. a newspaper, white hair, glasses, glasses at the tip of his nose, yeah. looks up from his paper and looks at her. And she's like, What do I look like? He's like, You look fine. She's like, Well, you're reading the paper upside down. It's better than fine. And you're like, Oh, please get a restraining order. Because it's just, he's 51. I looked it up. He's 51 and she is 30 or 31 in this movie. I just I it's, also think it's work. weird. Autumn like, in New York. Why yeah. didn't I don't like I know why it didn't because it's this movie and it's anyway. But like <laughs> I think it's super weird that this guy she hated yeah. yesterday, yep. last yeah. night, less mm-hmm. than less than twelve hours ago. Mm-hmm. Now she's like sharing this big mo- like trying on her wedding dress is a big she's moment. She's getting her dress a week before the wedding you too. Bring your grandmother, you yeah. bring Joan Cusack, yeah. you bring the other woman. Even Betty Trout. You bring Betty Trout. The cake maker. Why do you bring your enemy mm-hmm. as of twelve hours ago to your wedding dress trend? I just thought that was insane. And he what? like saves her too because she she wants to, she has got a very poor person dress on hold and she tells just like Pretty Woman tells, tells the person at the yeah. dress store I want the thousand dollar dress and she says that's too expensive for big you. Mistake. Huge. Huge. Big. I'm going shopping. <laughs> I, I mean shopping I think now. yeah. And I think that the, I think that one of the problems with this movie is that the transitions just aren't good like th- th- between the acts and in the relationship like the relationship just doesn't track. Like, they become friends, as you're saying, completely out of nowhere. And then they become lovers, basically, out of nowhere, it feels like. Do you think that there is a movie, and I, I just don't think it's there, but I think it's, like, almost there, where this whole thing is, like, Julie Roberts is a much stronger character. Absolutely. And Richard Gere yeah. comes to town, and she's like, I'm go- you can follow me everywhere, because I'm going to prove to you that I'm going to go through with this. So you want to come to dinner with my family? Come to dinner with my family. You want Like, she's one of those crazy she's, people. Yeah, she's like trying yeah. to yeah, you know goad him into it almost. Yeah, those people yeah. who have pro- profiles about them written in magazines, you're like, how did you let this guy have the access? Yeah. You're terrible. Yeah. Um, but some people are like that. Yeah. So maybe that would have at least explained these issues away because I, I can't know, figure man. that out. I hate I that know. he's there at that moment for no good reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then the luau rehearsal for the wedding. Yes. That's that's again that's one sort of moment where Ike is kind of redeemed for a second when he like calls everybody out and says like why are you rubbing her face in all of this? Sure, but then he 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 proceeds to follow her out of the luau and tells her this is what you want in a man. You don't want this guy. Right. You want a guy who leads right. you down the beach barefoot. That's what you want. And then she's like, "Oh my god, I I do want that, but but no, no, I don't like you. I also think it's creepy, like, when he arrives at the luau and the whole time she's freaking out, like, where is he? And he arrives and he just gets, like, this, like so close so to her close. face. I'm just like, this is her rehearsal dinner for her <laughs> wedding. And you are, like, cuddling up to her face in a way that is so inappropriate. I... 
And Julia's really trying. She's going, she's doing all the faces of like, oh, I like him, and he's close by, and oh, yeah. oh, 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 I can feel, his I can presence. feel him. And she's really trying. Like she is, she's earning she is. her seventeen mil here. Yeah. This is. Can <laughs> we talk about this movie made three hundred million dollars? People crazy. saw this multiple times, yeah. guys. You don't get to that number without people well, seeing it a bunch of times. Just one thing about the the Luau scene, kind of in contrast to the scene we talked about in yeah. Notting Hill, which you know, it's 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 analog is almost that that. Um, Scene at the dinner where or the restaurant where the bankers are talking shit about Anna, right? Yeah. Right. And if yeah. you if you yeah. remember back to last week, how much I liked that scene was because it subverted your expectations for a yes, yes, for this situation. Yeah. This does not subvert them. No, this, no. This, this fucking out of nowhere white knight <laughs> stands up and yeah. defends our main character, yeah. who should be defending herself. Yeah. Right, and then he goes out and mansplains some shit to her. Not yeah. a word so I, much mansplaining. Not a word I use movie? often, yeah. but like that's what this movie is. Holy this guy shit. comes out of nowhere and is basically like, "This is how you should be. And this is what you should like, and this isn't right." But I have a real question: Is that worse than what Bob does, which is nothing? He doesn't no. ever speak up for her, and when he does come outside, yeah. he asks her a question about sports. That's he doesn't all he does. say yeah. anything about what just went down. Well, Bob, Bob's like, a legit the asshole. real fucking no, Bob is, Bob is a computer programmed to talk in sports analogies. <laughs> He's and also he like emotionless compute. too. Like it's we, the Malo- like Maloney, who I I like him as an actor. Great actor. Yeah. He's just weird. Like there's just there's nothing going on here. He's just one note. He's just a straight line through the whole thing. And then mm-hmm. when this thing happens which is pretty horrible, which is that at their rehearsal dinner, they make out. No, and that's then, the next day at the rehearsal. You're that's talking the about the wedding rehearsal. I'm sorry, the, yeah. the, the wedding, wedding rehearsal. rehearsal yeah, yeah. The church. They kiss. And I, like, I literally wrote down, what the fuck is happening? Like, how is this? It's so unearned yeah. that he, obviously he's angry, he punches him, but whatever. Like, it's just and the whole he, thing. Then he like, and then he's and fine. Fine. shows up at the wedding. And then he's and... fine. The worst part, I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff about how that rehearsal wedding went down. Ugh. But then Maggie's cousin, the blonde, who's, <laughs> I guess, maybe 35 and I guess desperately single, the minute that Bob becomes available, She's like, she runs on after it, like, him. white on rice. Yeah. Hey, Bob. Hey, yeah. Bob. And then he basically shuts her down right there. Right then and there. And then and ends up just, with some other reporter or something like that, some woman that's at the wedding. Yeah. So this yeah. woman is just... What is the message of this movie? Is my point. It's it's get Nothing married. Good. No one no one thought about that. Get married sure. or There's die, no theme bitches. That's all it is. I mean, so okay, so at this point they make out and then they decide right then and there, right? Oh, that turn. Listen, they've already got a dress. They got a dress. They, they got, got a wedding. Church. You have they to walk gotta, down, down the get aisle with someone. Is what he tells her. You have to walk down. <laughs> the aisle. It's so romantic. I I I, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it's crazy. Though. Wait, I said that there should be a whole movie dissecting Richard Gere's character and why he thinks that this is a good idea. It's because it I, is not. It's, I mean, I, I wait, they're going to get married because she has a dress and a wedding date. And she has to go down the aisle because you can't reschedule. So that happens. Um, and then, yeah. And then I wrote, why does Maggie like Ike? Like, not just like, but lose her mind insane in love with him. Well, can, can I say what I wrote here? How do they fucking love each other? Six exclamation points. Okay. Now they're in love. Now they're getting married. What is happening? <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, though, I, I would love to know what the – because there's I a mean, part of me – on her side, though, this is just what she does. So not yeah, really that, that's the a thing. head I, scratcher. But it's Richard Gere, though. Like, he yeah. has been tracking this woman. He's writing some article for GQ. And how does he think that this is – 
it's also just the leap from like we kind of like each other to let's get married. Well, that's I mean, there's a bunch of leaps, and my biggest question is: it's the friendship portion of the film where we're supposed to believe that they're friends to then tee up the lovers. I don't understand even that intermediary step because like they they don't even seem to really like no, hanging out together. Yeah, it's it's a weird because like normally in this situation you'd have. The two like, and you've got me on. a good example. Uh, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks do not yes. get along. They yeah. are adversaries. Mm-hmm. But there's something about that relationship and hating that the two the two leads hating their child, each other and then getting to a point where like they're turned on by that hate, you know. And that's well, the that's natural a different entry. thing. That's not this. That is not this. They're trying to which would have been interesting. Yes, this is some weird. We're friends. We get each other, and now we're going to kiss. It's, like I would have. If this movie was about a guy who goes to this town and they don't get along and there's this sort of sexy fighting, bickering kind of, you know what I mean, water and oil good thing, that, the cat and mouse of that, yeah. that's a movie I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But it just never it just never gets there because it doesn't understand Maggie and Ike is just a mansplaining douche. Oh, God. And then, and then when, oh, when he says, oh, let's get married. And she's like, sure. He takes out his tape recorder and he, he says inside of it, I'm getting married. And he records that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like the article. we need to refer yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. by the it way, doesn't remember. By the way, this FYI. article... Totally. The article just goes to, to no man's land. Did they ever write the article? No. No. I've seen, by the way, I've seen this movie and I've seen the prince, a princess, a, a Christmas prince. Mm-hmm. A Christmas prince. A Christmas prince? A Christmas prince is a much better movie. Interesting. It's I've not never even, seen a Christmas prince. I don't, I don't doubt it. Oh, A Christmas prince, for those who aren't aware, is a movie that Netflix put out. Uh, this Wait, you've seen Christmas Prince, haven't you? I have not. I think I've seen the beginning of it. Okay. Me. Netflix I'm put it out it a couple. So I don't know Netflix put it out literally uh, two or three months ago. There's no fanfare, nothing and like that. Yeah. And it just became kind of this big joke because it's the most cookie cutter by the numbers. Oh, this um, looks amazing. It's Could, every Christmas wait, holiday is that? trope. Oh, God, it is. It's yeah, it's going from my zombie. It's on yeah, zombie, it yes. Uh, yeah. don't, don't, don't feel bad for her because like, she, she acquits herself nicely. And at least the mo- at, at least the movie like paints by the numbers well. Yes, that is. Whereas this movie does not even understand. There what are no it's numbers. Doing. This movie can't count. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Also, okay. Yeah, so I then, mean, it's, sorry, they, yes, so then they're like, okay, we're going to get married. Ike goes and tells Rita Wilson and. Oh yeah, that's her crazy too. Husband. He calls up his ex-wife. He's like, "I'm getting married and to this crazy woman." They're that elated. I'm- they what the the dude? I forget his name. I don't know what. Really? Rita doesn't give a Rita's fuck, husband literally oh, lies he, down on the floor and yes, kicks his yeah. feet in the like air a, with like a joy. Child. With joy, Elizondo, as if back. that was his plan. Our friend, <laughs> <laughs> my friend, is chasing this weird one-way bride story, and now he's going to marry her. This or, is a good. Wait, or conversely, as if like he thought Richard Gere was going to undercut her. Yeah. Like, he was going to run on her. He's like, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a great twist ending for our GQ cover story. You left out that Richard oh Gere God. tells Rita that he is now inspired to write a novel. Oh yes, of course. Oh, he's he's going to live there. Now. Yeah, he's going to live in the town with Maggie, and he's going to L- write a life book. plan just overnight. But, the, I mean, oh but literally, he gets on the ground and kicks his feet in the air with joy over the news that this guy is getting shitty that book is going to be? Oh, <laughs> it's never going to get written. <laughs> wow. And then, and then the news coverage for this uh, wedding explodes. It's like the news coverage in Ed TV when he's going to have sex. <laughs> At least I get it in Ed TV. 
At least it's every I, bet, I mean, this small town, who cares? Like, they it's have nothing better serious. going for no, them. No, no, no. But these are news crews coming in from, like, all over the country. Well, he's a famous USA Today <sighs> columnist. That Corin. actually makes more sense than the fact that the story even existed. At least at this point, you're right. This is There's a, famous, a story. This yeah, is yeah. a famous person's yeah. wedding at that yeah. point. But, like, still. And they're on our payroll. But, so, okay. So, they, they're going to get married. They're going to get married. But then, big twist... She runs. she runs. But why does she run? Because he stops making eye contact with like her. Like she's, she's a, a coyote or something. <laughs> she's spooked. She's spooked. <laughs> the second he looks down, she bolts. A couple things here. I would have, uh, like, the weird stairwell that goes down into the basement, you oh, make sure that that's, like, locked off. Locked off. Yeah, like, give her no exit. Wow. Like, like, are you kidding? Dog. Like, just to be Seal safe. the exit. <laughs> Seal all the exits. She can't leave the building. Like, just say. And also, there is there is a line in this scene that I actually do chuckle at every time. Uh, or in this just greater scene when the reporter is like, always a bride, never a bridesmaid. I love that line. My just favorite line came from Joan Cusack only a few moments before when uh, Julia Roberts is getting ready for this marriage and she's freaking out. This wedding. Yes. This wedding. Um, and uh, Joan Cusack says, I saw geese. Oh, and Julia's like, you always see geese. I don't know what yeah, it is who, with is you and the geese. Is this a thing? No, but I thought that was amazing. <coughs> yeah. Just the fact it. that she has brought up geese before. And yeah. it's like her thing. Such a weird so thing. So Julia Bolt's like a spooked pony. Can we Gets talk on about the, the worst line in the movie? Sure, which one? <laughs> I don't know where she's going, but I know she'll get there by 10.30 tomorrow. <laughs> From yeah, your boy Hector. Oh, line. She's on the FedEx yeah. truck. She's on oh, FedEx. That's right. FedEx paid a lot and for then, that. I, I guarantee you FedEx paid a pretty penny <laughs> and for And that. after three inches made at the box office, they got their bo- their money's worth, but yeah. like we had to suffer through this. <laughs> <laughs> so she, but, and by the way, like he he – Keeps up with that truck for a good chunk of time. He's running. Mm. I mean, anyway. And so, then next day, front page of the USA Today. Yeah. Jilted gear. Because it's about him. <laughs> yeah. It's not about her. It's yeah. like, and it's like this huge picture of him on the front of USA Today, like shell shocked by a like a surprise photograph. <laughs> it's embarrassing. For USA Today, like USA Today, USA Today for like better or worse, isn't a rag. No. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no. It's not the National Enquirer. It's like, oh, it's like an OK magazine yeah. uh, in this movie. It's basically. Like, I mean, it's, oh my God. So, OK, so she bolts, and then we get basically the equivalent of uh, Ain't No Sunshine when she's yeah. gone. Yeah. Oh, with blue eyes blue. <laughs> and then he goes back to his apartment where his cat is. And Italics, who I guess has just been living on Wait, its own for the past We should talk about you, you can do that with cats, by the way. You could just leave them for You can for leave months. cats. Not for That was not once. It was a couple of weeks He has least. a neighbor. I don't know. He has You can leave uh, cats for a little while. Anyway. So Wait, can we like, talk about the yeah, montage for a second yeah. and Please. this whole lamps by Maggie <gasps> situation? The fucking hideous. Um, <laughs> first Monsters all, from the deep blue sea. Like, why is that a thing I don't get? I don't, because she's. She does lamps. I don't know. Somebody, anybody well, wait, listening she, should Google no, it's because he told these her. lamps. Yeah, I know, but I'm right? just like, why is that? A well, what thing I don't like about movie, that, too, is like, she found success because he told her. Yeah, exactly. Which, is, which I don't, which, that's fucking I mean, She whatever. designs ugly lamps. <laughs> and also, I don't know if you caught this, For fun. but I caught this. For fun. Yeah. And I don't know why this is the case, but when he looks through the window mm-hmm. and you see how it says, like, ladies, yeah. uh, lamps by Mag- Maggie, or, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's imposed. It's oh. not like a, a handwritten thing. As it like if, weirdly moves because oh, like it's not oh. actual. So like 
clearly they, had the they didn't fucking they green screened that. As oh, if we couldn't recognize know. those fucking high yeah. lamps. They're pretty well, distinct there's that too. But also, but I was just like, that's really the eggs. Weird. We haven't talked about the eggs situation. She doesn't have what kind of eggs. She likes eggs Benedict, guys. It's not a bad. Okay, here's the problem I have with this movie. It's not bad to to talk about. There's not. It's not a bad thing to talk about a woman who changes her personality with every guy she's with. Because I know women like that. I'm sure we all know women like that. That's a very interesting thing to dissect. And for her to sit down. But they didn't really do that. Oh, no, no, no. But for her to sit down and actually figure out what eggs she likes herself. (laughs) I'll give them that. All I could think all I could think was (laughs) all I could think was was eighty five percent of those eggs are like really cold by now. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I was like, you can't cook all those eggs that quickly. There's just no way. It's so ridiculous. Uh, okay, so we got the montage. Oh, and then we have a line where she says, I was walking down the aisle towards someone who really knew me. Does he, though? That's It's been 12 hours. I'm, he doesn't really know you. You don't know All you. that means in the context of this film is that he calls her out on her bullshit and everyone else doesn't care enough. Also, like, I mean, that's fair. I don't understand why this isn't the point. So so she runs away and, and she's going on some self-discovery magical mystery tour of herself. You pray love. Yes. Yes. Um, and then why isn't yes, Richard yes. Gere writing this article? I don't know. This is an easy – like write the article. Here's our relationship. I love her. She's not a stereotype. Yeah. She's everything I want. She reads the article and comes back to him. Like that's – I guess what I'm most sort of hit easy. by, just like four of us sitting at this table, is the, the really honestly the script. Like I can't decide yeah. whether or not less is more, whether or not like simplifying this story – would have helped it. It's just it just feels like it's all over the place, and it never really sort of. I think it just thought we got Julia, we got Richard, we're gonna ride those all the way, to, and they were right, three hundred million dollars. So, it, but that's all they thought they had. Basically, it was like it'll be fine because they'll be on the screen a lot, and their their chemistry is so potent, it'll be fine. Oh. And I thought their chemistry, like I said. I didn't have as much of a problem with it as you guys as you guys did. I didn't love it, yeah, but I it was just like actually it doesn't. Julia's herself is just a beaming. Yeah, kind of oh she is. She is. You that's cannot, all that ever matters. To me. Is, yeah. Did she you also everything. notice? And maybe this is me reading too much in it. But did you also notice that the piano theme, the Miles Davis? No, no. The, the piano actual, theme, like score. Mm-hmm. It's the same composer as Pretty Woman. And that piano theme sounds very similar to the piano theme. I mean, of course it that is. The two of them. <laughs> and I'm sure it's I mean, subliminal or whatever. But like, right. I just remember being like, that, really guys? Like, you thought, whatever. Anyway. Well, that's cool. Well, that's I guess. But it also just feels like. I actually don't believe it was probably on purpose. But you don't think it was on purpose? I just think the same team works on the same right. kind of yeah. movie and gets Maybe. the same. I guess that's true. Like, obviously one much better than the other, but like. Oh, God. I, I can't think of. <laughs> let me let me give you one of my one of my ponders again. I can't think of a softer movie. A movie that takes less risk. The movie, like we keep talking right. about, what the good version of this would be, and right. the good version is like sexually charged. The yeah. good version is are, are, are two people who hate each other. The good version is someone who's, who's trying to prove something to someone. That's and by the way, that's that's the like B version. That's the yeah. like right. That's the like that's the safe that's middle of the easy, road. Yeah. That's the Quickly that that's right. the at least you got to get their version. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, right, yes, right. yes. But this is the, the, there's nothing about this movie that is 
particularly taking any stand about anything. That's no. why I so limp. Like that's the yeah. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's just so dead on the vine. Yeah. yeah. I can't think I'm truly I can't think of a, a softer movie including the princess, the the Christmas We have a bunch Prince? of rom coms to watch Prince. this year though, Kenny. So we have a bunch of what? We have a lot of rom coms to watch. So we might I, see some soft what else? I would argue the that list? they're all better. Even Drive Me Crazy is better than this pile of this one loves Do we have Drive Me Crazy? Yes. So yeah. That's the uh Melissa Joe Hart movie? Yeah. yeah. And Vinny Chase. With your boy Vinny Chase. <laughs> I'd love to try to get Adrian. Yeah. We'll see if it's possible. That'd be I haven't spoken hilarious. to him in quite a while, but I think I can That'd get to him. That'd be amazing. I think you would do it. You have to. He's a lovely yeah. guy. Oh. That would be cr- I, I mean, I'm game. It is I one listen of my to that movies. all the time. Um, so we've got a bunch of rom-coms, but we also have a, a bunch of like, we've got Never Been Kissed, which is just a legitimately great movie. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Also journalists. Yeah, we talked also about Also journalists. That. But Ooh. then you've got, you know, 10 Things I Hate About You. I think I can't wait to do Never Been Kissed because that's an interesting premise I think I today. actually would kick off Breakfast at Tiffany's and add Never Been Kissed to my oh, There you go. Wow. There you go. I less, love that. Less she racist. loves her some Michael Bartendo. It's less yes. racist. <laughs> it is less, less so racist. Let's just say no that I less problematic yeah. if you think about what that movie's about. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Doesn't matter. We'll Wait, okay. So, so Julia oh, yes, go ahead. comes to Ike's apartment. She breaks in Ugh. just like she did. Just like she did. And then she gives him the speech. And yes, yes. and here's a there's this really again this movie that accomplishes nothing. There's a nice moment when they're dancing to Miles Davis because that, that's what not? you do. Whatever. And there's these and then it, bitches it, brew. Yeah. And then it flashes <laughs> forward to them in a field getting married. And part of me is said, oh, this is nice. They're not actually going to get married. They're just going to see what happens. No, not the case. Of course not. Not the case. There is one genuine moment in this movie, which I feel is also somewhat contrived. But there's a moment where I actually felt like Julie Roberts and Richard Gere were enjoying each other's company, which is it's super random. It's I think it's during the montage of when they're becoming friends and, and the there's the, the playing cards moment. Uh, yeah. That's when they're falling in love. Okay, whatever. But that friends. did just but, feel to me also like a scene where like they were bored and just playing cards and they were like, let's film this. Absolutely. Like, but yeah. her laugh felt real. Yeah. The whole thing felt real for a second. I was like, uh, there's like a moment of like realness that existed for a second. I bet that's what it was. I, be, I, I bet, bet it was. I, yeah. I bet they were straight but up to, like yeah. But I would like, also say it felt a little bit like the iconic scene in Pretty Woman when he snaps the thing yeah, on her, yeah, which yeah. was For an sure. improv, and that laugh is totally genuine too. So I don't know. Take from that. That, one, that but. one improv makes me think Richard Gere has just a world of untapped potential that we're never going <laughs> to see. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I think like yeah. he's had an amazing career by all standards. Yes. Like the, yes. the, the guy's acted for 30, 35 career. plus years. He started with Gigolo, which we mentioned last time, and he had Officer of the Ge- Officer yeah. of Gentleman, like a lot of like really iconic of, performances, yeah. and he's and he's still relevant today. Yeah. Yeah. And I still think that we almost that that, that, that we, we still haven't really tapped into it. Kind of missed the boat. Not a lot of people yeah. do what he does. I think well, Chicago is where he married. He's his, very good in Chicago, which but, is not casting I would have seen coming. No, no. I was like when it, when they announced the cast of that movie, I was like, okay, like given I'm how, in, but gear. Yeah, given how bad Zellweger he is too. at the goofiness of this Zellweger, movie, yeah. there's a goofiness to that character in Chicago, but he doesn't. Yeah, I, I actually that's very well. that's very true. I it makes you want to see like Richard Gere comedy off the chain. Like, what would that be? Yeah, because I do think that, and you said it like. Me too. He's he's fighting with it because yeah. it's like he you, yeah. he knows that he maybe he's not one hundred percent comfortable doing. It, I don't know, but like yeah. But Chicago proves that like mm-hmm. he can go big and theatrical and he can be quite good at it. So he could have had, he could have had a different, more interesting second act, a la Alec Baldwin. Um, yes, who had a very interesting, yeah. diff, very successful second act. Yeah, 
Richard Gere's the type of guy that, and I don't think he'll ever do this because I don't think he has any reason to, but like if Richard Gere. He's also 70. Signed. Yeah, okay. Signed on to do like a half hour on like broadcast. I'd watch that. He could do it. Like I was, like the first thing that came to mind, and this is not, I mean, it is what it is, but like the, um, uh, the the Vegas to LA thing that mm-hmm. uh, that Dylan McDermott Dylan McDermott yeah playing, like had that been Richard Gere I actually think that like would kind of could have been great yeah also you know I mean dance is perfect but a good place type role yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah good know, place yeah that kind of mm-hmm. thing so but anyway yeah so let's talk soundtrack shall we sure. uh, unless you do you have more to expound no, on? no I'm just this movie is just so exhausting <laughs> <laughs> and I just I feel like there's one beat that we haven't covered which is actually okay. when they do get married at the very end it pre-credits. comes at you fast comes too, at by you the way. fast it's, it's like and we're out of this fucking thing and yeah. the entire world celebrates that this girl <laughs> has finally <laughs> Finally got married. It's like the end of Jedi. Where they just go to like all the different worlds. They go to worlds. Endor and they go to all the different People planets. People are just you know that Gary, Gary Marshall it? added in some CGI ones in the one we watched? Yeah, like, special edition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Betty Trout, the cake maker, is marching around her shop like, thank God. There's people calling people at the end of the ceremony. She did it. Like, Lord, send up the flare. This yeah. woman is not single. Anymore. Thank Jesus. Oh she will not God. die alone. It begs the question, though, if any of the other fiancés had just figured out that she just has stage fright, would she have been married earlier? Like, all they needed true. to figure Very out is that marriages. she can't be around other people just, just do a small wedding, guys. Vows. Just, just, just do it. Go to City Hall and just you're, you'll probably be okay. Yeah. Um, also, I was missing a little montage of all the, like, newspapers that would have come out. I really wanted a little, like, <laughs> like USA Today and yeah. People Magazine, Us Weekly. Yeah. She finally did it. Like, oh I God. wanted that. You yeah. guys are serving that up to me. By the way, it's totally, like, they really don't pay it off they in a weird do way. They don't do anything like, with it. The whole fucking thing is about when will this woman get married? She does, and it, and you're immediately slammed with Gary Marshall's credit. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, this it one, get the quick. fuck out as quickly as possible. It's so bizarre. Let's let's see the soundtrack. All right. So soundtrack. Uh, Obviously, we got some U2. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Dixie Chicks, ready to run. This was like the real – this was the moments for the Dixie Chicks. This is like – this is when they became – in pop country, this is when it was just a really wonderful little moment in pop country. How good is that album that that they did after the Bush controversy? Is it like – that's like – I'm saying that's an amazing album. I heard it. It's good. Not ready to back down? Uh, Not ready to make nice, yeah. Not ready to make nice or back down? Either one? Both of them. (laughs) This was fun. So then I Love You, Martina McBride. Great song. Excellent song. Uh, you don't know that song. Maneater, which is what, the most on-the-nose needle drop of the movie. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I didn't know Evan and Jaren, but I'm they Evan had it. You, yeah. you don't know Evan and Jaren, period? He never even heard of them. I don't know who they are. No. Brett Hansen clients back uh, when I was there. Really? They were. I actually, I ran into Jaren within the last we six months. We should have got months. him on. Wait, he's, really? Yeah. He's a, ma- he's a manager. He's like a... He's, he's uh, like he doesn't a, sing anymore? No, no, but they were. They were I, I was a big fan of Evan and they Jared were, at this uh, time. Lovely guys, really lovely that's guys. Great. Oh man, yeah. that's fantastic. Oh, uh, that's great. Blue eyes, blue. Ugh. Eric Clapton. Yeah, <laughs> eat shit, Clapton. <laughs> uh, another Hall and Oates track. That's and that's what hurts. Get it? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Sean Colvin so never seemed home. like that. Oh, don't, I don't no, know that. Not said he came home. Uh, Dixie Chicks can't hurry. Love. That's the one. That we yes. were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, Mark okay. Anthony, you sang Mark to Anthony. me. The best thing this movie does is the Miles Davis song. Really? Yeah. Okay. It is it is a it's a beautiful song. Yeah. It's not it's not a pop See, I song. I think the U two thing works. 
I mean, it's on the nose, but, but like it is, works. There's, I feel like maybe, the, ooh, maybe but this, this is the most organic. I'm, sort of, sure. yeah. I'm, I'm only shrugging because, like, yeah, it, yeah, it works. Of course, like but that's that's not something that, that anyone can do. Like, yeah, like it works when when they yeah. blow up the White House in Independence Day, but like, of course, it works. You can right. blow up the White House; it's well, amazing. I also like, think getting a YouTube getting a YouTube song is like it's gonna work. It's an amazing. They're an amazing cinematic band, I but like. Ugh, I think that there's a thing that rom-coms did in the 90s is is pick that song. You know, yeah. they, there's Tony Bennett for It Could Happen to You. There's, um, I don't know, there's a Joni Mitchell song and You've Got Mail, which maybe isn't the same thing. And then this, like, there's a Roman, or the Ronan Keating song in yeah. Notting Hill, yeah. which yeah, yeah. I obviously love. But there's, there's... When a man loves a woman and when a man loves a woman. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't really happen anymore, does it? There's not like Well, but I think that part of it song, is, I think part of it is also... Song. The reason why <clears throat> Kenny and I were like we should do soundtracks is because it's it's such a relic of that time. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. and I were talking about before yeah. we were on mic about how like I bought soundtracks. Yeah. Of course. And you were exposed to a bunch of bands. Sometimes you knew, sometimes you didn't. And I think that that's part of it, which is that they were trying to sell soundtracks. Yeah. They're not trying to sell soundtracks anymore. I want, I want to make a point on what Karim was just saying about the soundtracks then versus now. Yeah. Because the use of particular pop songs. Because what, for instance, Notting Hill did so well was they used the song the way it was intended to be used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. what we do now is we make Jam fun of it. In. Yeah. No, we make fun of it. So, like, think about 40-Year-Old Virgin, for instance. I'm not saying The Age of Aquarius is, like, the greatest song of all time, but, like, you're just <laughs> yeah. making fun of it. Yeah. No, or Trainwreck. I don't remember what her dance was to at the end, but... Oh, yeah. You're just making oh, fun yeah. of it. Yeah. You're just making fun of these Uptown moments, yeah. fun of these songs. But I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll also say that it flips a little bit, too, because I think that Lady Bird does a great job with the Dave Matthews song. Totally. Where it's finding There's that line of, of reverence of and parody a little bit, right? Like it's a bit of a joke, but, a, but, 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 our, it's, but our character loves it. So our character is almost exactly. reclaiming it there, for yeah. people who, who love it. Or, uh, or yeah. bridesmaids with uh, yeah. um, hold totally. on, yeah. yeah. yeah they're, not, they're, they're not making fun of it. They love the fucking song. Now it's a little cheesy, sincere but love. They love it. I yeah. think that there's a sanctity and just being. Totally balls out, earnest and sappy, and having some love song. In yeah, the movie. Sure, I get that. me too. I, I would that. watch that today. But they don't do. They don't do it anymore. Uh, really, but I they also don't way, make fucking rom coms or anything like that anymore. Like, I feel that's that the way problem. about pop songs today. I feel like yeah. the, the pops pop songs on the radio. Like if you listen to a Selena Gomez song or a Demi Lovato song, mm-hmm. these songs are not meant to be mocked. They're serious songs yeah. that that are meant to be played in, in you know in in, in vi- environments. That make you feel the way the songs yeah. want to make you feel. When they're used in movies, you have like Jillian Bell twerking over them. Yeah, it's just like I watched like twenty minutes of Rough Night last night, and it's embarrassing. Oh. Like the way they yeah. just they, they they just hate yeah. culture. Yeah. Well, there's also you are seeing sort of a very carefully orchestrated. I mean, the last soundtrack that I think was actually orchestrated was might be Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Like the Twilight movies in the Fifty Shades. Yeah. Twilight. That's the Twilight. Good. Are, Fifty Shades of Grey. Hunger Games. They pay mm-hmm. very close attention. I agree with that. I think Fifty Shades of Grey even more than Twilight because the Twilight soundtracks were actually trying to aspire to be something more than they were. Well, they were getting like legit great bands. Not, trying, yeah. not that Fifty Shades of Grey doesn't have good bands on it, but like they do. It's but a, it's, it's the music different. informing. It's the, the yes. story informing the music with These the Fifty are, Shades yeah, of Grey. Twilight's like yeah. we're just going to get the or best Hunger bands Games. in the world, totally, and have them put a song on our. And by the way, like I have no doubt that there's some high schooler or whatever that bought the Hunger Games soundtrack and loves it and it's filled with a bunch of bands they didn't know and whatever. I just don't think that the curating of a soundtrack is what it used to be. But, you know, that being said, you've got Kendrick Lamar doing Black Panther. Like, it's not that the soundtrack is a totally dead medium, but it is sort of in a very weird I guess I'm just nostalgic for one. 
One you big know. song. Well, you got to make you got to write a good rom com. I will, though. and I'm going to call the Dixie Chicks, who I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> call the Dixie Chicks. But we will become fast friends. So, <laughs> should we do zero ninety nine? Do we? I don't know if we need all ninety nine for this one. <laughs> <laughs> zero to forty. Well, first of all, you guys saw it right. In 99. As younger yeah. people. Um, we had not seen it in 99. Was, I was part of that 300 I, million. Yeah, <laughs> over 300 million. Gave, gave my money I for that. You and the rest of the world. I saw it. I think I might have waited a couple years, but it would have been close. My okay. sister saw but it. you saw it in the theater. And said, don't see yeah. it. <laughs> I saw it on But here's the thing. DVD. <laughs> for me, let, also the fact that I was a child. How old were you? Nine? Uh, I was ten, ten, ten for this one. Ride. Yeah. You're, that's uh, prime age to enjoy this movie. Like that goofy humor, you must have loved it. It was also just a point in my life where I didn't think about movies. Yeah. It was just like movies what, were just good. Does this yeah. look like a movie? Oh. And does this <laughs> does this have an actor or an actress yeah. that I recognize? And like yes, and yes. All right, that's and can I good follow the for story? Me. Yeah, yeah. And so back then, like. Yeah, I've seen this movie. I definitely watched this movie a lot more when I was younger. I, now it just exists. But, uh, yeah, I mean, back then I think I would have said like a 75 because I was just like – I did as a kid even recognize some of – like that <laughs> doesn't make sense. That yeah. doesn't add up. But, right. but I, say, when, what I, was, that when say? I was a kid, they were all 99. Yeah, I think it's amazing that even 10-year-old Melissa... But no, there were things I could call out in the movie. I was just like, no, that doesn't work. Until I saw the net, they were all 99. No, 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 no. Okay, so what would you say? 75 in 99, what would you say it is today? Now I'd say like, I'm still going to give it... I'm going to say 46. Okay, cool. 46 is fair. That's I think that's the Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, me and Rotten Tomatoes are on par with this one. I mean, okay, so... I, so I saw Back in the pro- day. Probably, I probably would have watched it on DVD in 2000. Ugh, I didn't like it. I would have given it maybe a 40. Okay. And now, honestly, I would give it a <laughs> 17. And only because of... <laughs> <laughs> only because Julia Roberts is luminous, and yeah. I'd watch her eat. Soup. And that only gets seventeen. I, I wish 17. I wish I had written down my number before Corinne said it. My, num- <laughs> my number is an eighteen. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm almost embarrassed that it's higher than hers. Um, I, I I felt like I had to stick to it. It really was my number, and I and I, 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 think, I, I think we probably had the same rationale, yeah. which is basically like I, I want I want to really hit how bad this movie yes. is with my rating. <laughs> But but it wasn't like. Wait, is this lower than Wild Wild West? It's the lowest rating I've given. What was Wild? You've been in the 30s for Wild Wild West. 20 something, 20 something, I think. Like and and the reason it's lower than Wild Wild West is because I didn't enjoy this at all. I enjoyed this podcast very much, <laughs> but I didn't enjoy the I didn't enjoy the viewing experience at all, even in any kind of way. And yeah. I, there wasn't. Remember in Wild Wild West, we'd say like, "Well, this was pretty cool. And this was pretty." Well, because you have you when all else fails on Wild Wild West, you have production value, which is also Mel. Yes. that was a childhood favorite for for Mel as well. And I'm but well, I, yeah. I mean, I think you know what I'm saying. Like this yeah. movie, unfortunately, if you don't have chemistry. If you don't have that sort of whatever, then you're left with nothing because this movie's story is just preposterous. Right. I would probably give it I'm, – I'm probably around you guys. I might be a little higher just because I kind of liked their chemistry a little bit more than Ugh. you guys did. I didn't like – I mean whatever. I'd, I'd, probably give it, I'd probably give it like a 20. That's a little higher. It's a little would higher. Would you tell somebody who's never seen this to go watch it? No. Okay. But that's I mean that's, that's why we explain. that's why we do this. No, if, but, if you're yeah. rating anything below a fifty yeah. on this then podcast, you're basically saying don't watch this. But movie. like there are some movies that are so bad that you should go watch them. I, I guess I wouldn't classify this as that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, it doesn't because it doesn't tip over into being so like. 
There's no there's no purpose for this movie. Yeah. It's not well, Roadhouse. There's it's no just, stakes. Yeah. Like you just it would just be a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I could think of a reason to watch this movie, and I'm not kidding. All right. Watch it to enjoy this podcast more. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Be- because, be informed. Yeah, yeah. Be- because like I think we just killed it. And uh, <laughs> I think we did a great I mean, you, I, I you'll think- enjoy it more have you watched this terrible movie. That has a well, guys, I, I think I, mean, I think an average score from the four of us we're all experts of uh, I mean just do the average. I kicked it way head. up with mine. Yeah, yeah she got it up. It's, it's probably it's in the thirty. Yeah, it's probably thirty. I think it's I think it's still in the twenties. Well, guys, you have to remember. Over. I mean, don't listen to us. Listen to the thousand reviews on Amazon. Listen to your heart. They gave it four and a half stars. I thought. Have you read those? It's like Julia Roberts is great. I like I'm not, movies. I'm I like joking. watching movies. Average twenty five. Okay. Clearly kidding. <laughs> What? It's an average of 25 <laughs> for, for this panel of experts. Oh, there you go. That's a, I think we are a panel of experts. That's, that's a don't watch. Do not, do not watch. Do not, not attempt. But, uh, um, so next week. Yeah, next week we have something exciting. I think we got something exciting next week. Yeah. I hope that we're thinking the same thing we're thinking. <laughs> Would it be the first time we weren't? I'm going to say it. You say it. It's your friend. It is. So we are saying the same thing. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. Next week we're going to do 1999's biggest success story, Blair Witch Project. Almost definitely the most influential movie of that year. Um, I think for sure. I don't think it's a question. It, it, it literally invented a genre. Yeah. And that the genre is still movie. massively successful, massively influential and important today. Yeah. Um, phenomenon at the time. Yeah. It's i very excited to do it. And, and we got a guest that's going to come on as yep. well. Um, we're going to try to have as many guests as we can. Uh, and we're going to try to tell you what movie is next week when we can, but scheduling comes up. So if we don't tell you, it's not because we're you know withholding. We're just trying to figure out schedules and what have you. Uh, but Todd Vanderwerf is going to come on and uh, talk about Play Witch Projects with us. Very excited to have him. He is my favorite television critic before I knew that Phil knew him. <laughs> His write-ups of Community for the AV Club are... And Glee. And Glee. They, yeah. they, they were required reading after those episodes. He's, totally now, he's now with Vox Media. He is. He's he, awesome. He's still uh, uh, and he's, one uh, of the best reviewers in the game, and I can't believe that he's coming on this it's gonna be fantastic. little podcast. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so tune in for that next week. All right. At Nybart on Twitter. Uh, at PM Iscove on, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on all of that. And, all right. Uh, don't worry about subscribing or well, rate, no, you know, or rating, you, you should you should worry about review that. us and say really nice <laughs> we things. would love you to subscribe we would love you to watch this <laughs> listen tell to them this. not to worry i'm like chill out bro it's not, it's not a big deal we don't care it either is, way. we're don't cool worry yeah. <laughs> we're really worried now uh, yeah, we, we, please please subscribe please review us we'd love to hear from you if uh, huge thank you to our guests who huge, spent two episodes with us. Thank was, you, guys. Yeah, they, it was a pleasure. Thank you for I've been waiting years to be able <laughs> yeah. to discuss I actually, these I had two. a lot of feelings. And you I did have a lot of feelings. It I was feel kind of better. Amazing. And we're going to have you guys on again. We'd love to have you it's back gonna, we're gonna do this about again. rom-coms or about anything else. Anything you want to Love talk. it. Um, as a team or as you, as, as individuals. individuals. Whatever, whatever yeah, works for As an ampersand or you can break up. It is a great team. And we can't wait to be on your podcast about rom-coms. You've got podcasts. You've got podcasts. That sounds like Hal from Only about You've Got Mail. Yeah, it's just yeah. about You've Got Coming Mail. Coming soon. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks That's for tuning in. Check thanks, guys. Podcast like it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.